Hello, everyone. This is the Easy Allies podcast. I'm Kyle Bossman, the Dark Prince of Nerd Media. Joining us this week, Daniel Budworth. Hello. Michael Huber. Hello. Brandon Jones. Hi. And making this all happen, Ian Hink. <laughs> hey. Thanks for making that I, happen, I'm not Ian. Doing anything. Good job, dude. <laughs> you invited me to the Zoom meeting. Yeah. That hey, was something. I typed slash Zoom in the Slack. Yeah. So I did. I did technically make this call happen. Is that Making really this call it? happen? Yeah. That's all. That's I, all. Huh? Anyone can do it. So for the cool. rest of the podcast you're going to do, Kyle, that's what you do. Sure. Yeah. That's how that's set up. So that you. You want to make uh, a note? I can make a note. Jones's yeah. joke there makes sense only if you know that this is my last regular podcast of the Easy Allies podcast. And audio files may note that there's a slight air conditioning whir under my voice. Look, I need this. I need this because my neighbors are being loud. I feel like we're all having this right now. Yes. A little too much of our neighbors. Yeah. And I need the white noise to balance it out. Otherwise, I can't think. It's just I cannot process a thought. Like, I, Kyle, I have this, the, you know, like the refrigerator hum, the yeah. hum of a refrigerator? Love it. It used to annoy the crud out of me because it would go on and off and then it would always go on in like a dramatic scene. Yeah. Now I need that hum to drown out my neighbors. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I, yeah. I yearn for the hum of the fridge. Yeah. Just that white noise. Inconsistent hum is, is <laughs> I, at my old first apartment in LA, my roommates would turn on and off the air conditioner it was set to temperature or something and it would stress me out go, trying to get to sleep because i i didn't want it to turn off and i would like lay there in fear that it was going to end <laughs> very weird <laughs> it's the lives we lead uh <laughs> it is time for corrections begin corrections music please dark sector and dark void are actually two different games dude dark yeah. sector yeah Dark so Sector is the game. glaive. Dark Void is the verticality. Yeah, the jetpack. Yeah. Jetpack. Which one has like the blue cover with the guy going like, like to the side? That's, that's got to be Sector. I think that's Sector. That's sector? Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. And Dark Sector basically became Warframe. Warframe. Yeah. Same oh. uh, people. Same, same universe people. and all that. Oh. Same universe. Wow. Wow. I don't know a hundred percent, but like it's all pretty connected there's some stuff going on there because that was like the first trailer we saw from last gen where it was just some crate like it was some dude in a hallway in dark sector we're like whoa <laughs> finally we see a game and then just the gen was going and going and going and we we're still checking in like what's the, <laughs> the dark sector we we own these consoles now is that happening what's going on <laughs> i feel i feel like the camera would follow the glaive you threw it and it would like yeah. then when it came back it was just a completely separate thing yeah dark sector originally was very very warframe it was very Huh. Lots of like helmets and shields and very sci-fi. I'm glad they kept going, dude. I'm glad that that game didn't ruin them. Yeah, loved that game. Wow, yeah. that's. And then uh, Dark Void was like when Capcom was uh, investing in all those Western studios. That's why it Bionic came out. Commando and all that. Yeah. Yeah, that's why we were talking about it. It's just that weird period of Capcom mm. in the last generation where they're like, "What do we do for Western audiences?" <laughs> and it's, don't worry about it, dudes. What you do is great. Is what turned out to be the solution. Uh, yeah. So the DualShock controller for the PlayStation 1 is not actually the first PlayStation 1 controller with analog sticks. There was one in between called the Dual Analog Controller that lasted for basically a year. And it didn't rumble. It had concave analog sticks. And it was around for basically one year. You had that? I had a pre-run. Now that you say that, I remember I had a 
dual sticks, no rumble controller. Well, yeah. I had a yeah. game that showed them. And I'm like, that's not what an analog stick looks like, you dumb game. But it was like, <laughs> just for that year, it was. Uh, uh, it was basically 97, 98. It was 97 was like debuted, but it's like different. Wait, that makes total before. sense because the N64 analog stick would have been 96 and then the Rumble Pack would have been 97. So it's just kind of following race. after. Yeah. Did did PlayStation One have Rumble at all? I thought that was oh, a PlayStation yeah. Two introduction. There was a the Dual Shock Dual Shock version of the game. Yeah. Oh, okay. Hmm. Uh, Director's cut. Lastly, Platinum not confirmed to be working on the next near title. That was just something I presumed was happening. Sure. Nobody said yeah. it's happening. End yeah. corrections. Music plays. Uh, yes. This is my final regular Easy Eyes podcast, but there is still one more podcast next week. The handing off of the torch, handing that to Brandon Jones, uh, the bearded man, also on the screen. Um, before I leave, I must decide what my last line on that podcast is going to be. And I'm using a video game last line. Basically, our patrons submit the best, most memorable last lines from video games. And then our panel decides which of these is the most memorable. And from that pool of most memorable last lines, I will pick one to be the last thing I say on the Easy Eyes podcast. We have four here. Here we go. You know what I'm feeling right now, by the way? Hmm. I'm like, I'm, I didn't realize I was nervous. This like podcast makes me nervous. Does Do it you feel my make you nervous or this one make you nervous? This one. I have nervous energy on this podcast. For sure. I don't feel it, Kyle. Okay, cool. All right. You nice and easy. Professional. It's a bad quote. It's kind of general. It's confusing. Yeah, it I was like, really... is this the quote? Yeah, yeah, that was from Tropical Freeze. Um, <laughs> ah, ah, I remember that part. Yeah, okay, yeah. so. Last line, here we go. I have made a lot of tough decisions since I took this position, but none of them harder than this one. You saved us, but you'll kill us. I'm sorry. You're a hero, and you have to leave. Anyone know that game? That sounds familiar, actually. It's Fallout. Yeah. Uh, one? Fallout 1? Fallout 1. Yeah. yeah, I was going to say, I've played this, whatever I, it is. I love that. You're a hero, you need to leave. So maybe I'll just make Jones say that to me if we pick that one. Triple sixty five forked tongue uh, was the person who submitted that. Thank you. It's a good one. Uh, next one is from Ulf himself. Congratulations. Now you are the president of this world. <laughs> I am honored to present you with the president's body. Well, I'm sure you'll be a great president. Is this a Mega Man game? Sounds like something like that. Uh, probably impossible if you've never, like, uh, the game is called Road Trip. It's a game Road I streamed. Trip. It's a game I streamed a couple of years ago where you're okay. just a car. You're not a person inside of a car. You are the car. Nice. And so and then it you says, get here's a body this president's body. Yeah, you get a, a, a body of a, pres a presidential-looking car to be your oh. new car body. Oh. Uh, okay. I thought they, like, killed the president yeah. and then yeah. put you into his body. <laughs> no, you, you just beat the president in a race. <laughs> it's cool. <laughs> Was the president a person driving a car or just another car? The whole world is cars. They're all cars. Okay. But no faces. Oh, okay. No faces. Except Good. for the ladybug car. Uh, sure. Fidgety Acolyte presents this one, which I just find fascinating. Congratulations. You successfully completed all of the stages. Enduro is a symbolic journey through life via the media of race. The results are insignificant, and what really counts is competing. Of particular importance are the lessons to be learned concerning oneself from the various encounters you experience along the way. There is no victor or loser in this test of endurance. 
The only thing that matters is that you have a commitment to begin the long and trying trek. This game is then decided to all of the life riders who have standed out on the solitary trip to find their own individual limits. <laughs> Last but not least, may we sincerely congratulate you on a perfect run. So that dedicated game, or decided? Life Riders? Is that what the? <laughs> uh, it's called the game's called Enduro Racer. It's for the Sega Master System. Wow. But you said decided at one point when dedicated would have made more sense. Is this game is how? then dedicated. Yep, you're okay, right. Okay, okay. Yeah, this game is then dedicated to but all of the standard life riders. But standard is standard is in there. I'm sure it is. If it's no, Master we have System, started. I mean, I'm I just read started. As good as it does. All right. Okay. I, I, I should read at least that last line one more time because yeah. I messed up two words. <laughs> okay. The game is then dedicated to all of the life riders who have started out on the solitary trip to find their own individual limits. Imagine finishing a racing game and then it tells you all of this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you got a perfect oh. run, or or did you? Yeah, they just assume you did, or uh, you you completed all of the stages. Sure, so sure. So I guess that means you had a perfect run. Yeah. Uh, finally, come on, babes, let's rock. I mean, that's the one. That's that's yeah, that's pretty good. Do you know who that is? That's a Sonic. Probably the Duke game, Nukem. Sure. There are very like... few characters who can get away with this. D D Dante. Yes. It's Dante. Yes, it's Dante. Devil May Cry Four. It's Dante. That came from Victor. <laughs> Come on, babes. Come on, babes. <laughs> Let's rock. Uh, which one of those four is most memorable? The one Dude. from Fallout, Road Trip, <laughs> Enduro Racer, or Devil May Cry Four? I like. I mean, in Fallout. Quite yeah, a bit. I enjoyed Fallout. Selfishly, like Fallout DMC. Because you can have DMC is just yeah, it's a little a little tighter. The Enduro Racer one, I love it for its brevity. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, obviously it wasn't gonna win, but I just—I've never heard of this game, and I just love this idea. You just finished this very old game. It's like, man, listen, what you just did was amazing. Like, there's <laughs> more to life than this. This is just the beginning. Stay focused. It's like, okay, all right. <laughs> so I wonder, that's yeah. where Dark Souls got it. I wonder right? if that's they like a, that a writer idea. director that had just so many big ideas for the game, and they're just—they're <laughs> sitting with the coder, and they're like, okay, so I had this vision. Like, I can't—I can't do that. We can't with the technology. It's like, well, I just, I just want to tell the player a lot of things. Can we do that? Like, you're yeah, a life writer. You're like, a life writer. Does that come across? Text. Are you getting this? <laughs> <laughs> the race was life. Okay, so they, they, they started on the. Oh, all right. Um, so are you going with Fallout then? You're a hero and you have to leave. Devil May Cry is really good though. You are. But the. But he and Ian both like. I think it was three to three to your one, for Fallout. I'm voting for Enduro Rider. Oh no. Well then two Razor, two to your whatever. one and one. Your arm is getting so disturbing. Uh, it, listeners, you gotta you gotta realize how weird the Zoom backgrounds are. It, it's it's hard to explain, but it's They're like weird. it's you know we're all familiar with green screens. You know we all have weather people on our yeah. TV stations, but imagine if their arms just kind of disappeared all the time, in very unsettling ways. Uh, okay, um, wait. So what are we are we going with? Let's rock, babes. I'm voting for Fallout. Yeah, Fallout. Seems okay, like Fallout the most. Okay, yeah. let me highlight Yeah, I'd that. vote Fallout after Enduro Rider, whatever the hell it's called. But I'll never right. forget it. So yeah, if uh, if that wins, I'm going to make Jones say it to me. <laughs> You've saved us, but you'll kill us. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of true. <laughs> it's so good. It, is it true? It's so good, Boston. <laughs> I've really it's a little too real. It. A little too real. I a little love too real. It. I'll feel that one. You have to leave. <laughs> 
Oh, I put like this is. Oh man, I actually grabbed more than that. Oh well, that's it. That's it. That's it for uh, for best last lines. Good bit. Um, what's the what's the? Uh, he's talking to that Sasquatch man, and he's like, "Go, we don't want you here anymore." Oh, like, Harry and the Hendersons. Yeah, he's 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 hurting him to to yeah. help him. Yeah. Or, or a Stantler from Pokemon. We don't want you around anymore. We don't want you around anymore. <laughs> okay, so. Do you all know my favorite news source? Kotaku. Schreier? Yeah. No, no, no. Let me give you a hint then. Um, my favorite presidential candidate founded this news organization. Bloomberg? Yes, oh. obviously. So Bloomberg had another scoop this week. Good. <laughs> Good. I did see this. It's so weird. Um, yeah, they, this is like their second big scoop of the year. I feel like Jones, one of the podcasts you did in my absence was a Bloomberg headline too. Yeah. Um, their headline: Sony plans limited PlayStation Five output in first year. Um, so a lot of details here that somehow this Bloomberg organization has access to that we don't normally see. So kind of interesting points. Uh, they talk to people familiar with the matter. Um, uh, also. I got one free article that I got to read for the month and then like I'd have to subscribe. So like as long as they just keep doing like one relevant article per month, <laughs> right. okay. Uh, okay, so let me just read you some parts and we'll respond to these individually. But here's the part where their headline comes from. I guess they thought the most important part of the story. Uh, the company, Sony, has told assembly partners it would make five to six million units of the PlayStation 5 in the fiscal year ending March 2021, according to other people involved in the machine's supply train. When Sony released the PlayStation 4 in November 2013, it sold 7.5 million units in its first two quarters. So, basically, they're saying because of COVID-19, because of rising prices for components, um, they're just simply going to make fewer consoles. So, scoop them up early. Uh, scoop them up early, and then also they're probably going to be expensive. Sure. Sure. But I've the also heard, it, heard the other way, too. I, I hear it both ways. I hear that... What do you hear, dude? I think that same article, or another article, was saying that they still might sell the console at a loss for, for yeah. 400 or 450 So fair, yeah. Uh, they had an analyst later on in the article say that... Xbox and PlayStation will probably be fighting for the cost, right? If somebody goes low, the other one is going to have to go low. Um, and it was earlier on, the developers are like, hey, man, there's no way this is less than 500. And so it is way, two very different perspectives, Huber, you're right. And it's clear that nobody knows what this costs right now. Yeah, I feel I mean, like I th they're both just staring each other down, waiting <laughs> for one of them to make the move. Yeah. It's so intense. It is intense. Like, when, how long do you wait? It's like a game of chicken. <laughs> <laughs> but on the other hand, like, they have to price this thing where it's going to be priced, you know? Because, like, if they come out the gate charging $800 because of scarcity, some people would pay it, but then everyone will just be mad, like, over the over the course of it. Because when, when scarcity goes down and they're like, okay, really, it's $499, everyone will be like, well, give me my $400 back. Yeah, so do you remember when the 3DS had a price cut and then they just gave everybody who bought it free games because it was right. too soon? Hmm. I do remember, I do wonder when is the first price cut you can make? Like, how soon after a console's launch can you make your first price cut? The PS3 like right? was the next summer. Yeah. It was a year, right? It's like a year. Hmm. It wasn't a year. It was the next summer. I remember because that's when I got it, when oh. they announced that they were. So you're saying like a little price. over six months? It was about, I'd say like probably. 
It was six to eight months, somewhere in there, yeah. Okay. But was it tied to a holiday or something? No, but it was just because the PS3 was selling sluggish. $600 was a meme. They well, had the yeah. two SKUs out there, and so they're like, look, what we're going to do is we're going to lower the price, and we're going to get rid of the PS2 stuff. And yeah. like, you're getting rid of the PS2 stuff. I'm going to buy one right now. So, Is that when you bought one? Yeah. Nice. It's funny because I remember even at that point, um, being like, I actually think I got it at gameplay. Um, <laughs> like, being at gameplay and like looking at the PS3 games, and I'm like, resistance, I guess? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that was a PS4 launch for me. It was like, uh, you know what, I'll just keep playing Resogun. Um, Damn, Resogun, so good. Yeah, right? What, what launch game do you love for the PlayStation 4? Yeah, Resogun, for sure. And Knack. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> you love... I mean, I played Knack. You're right, I played through the whole game. Um, so, to me, like the, the headline's funny. Uh, limited output, when it's really a difference between one and a half million or maybe two and a half million so yeah i mean i guess that's a lot if it if they only sell five million in the first two quarters as, as opposed to 7.5 for playstation 4 that's a lot that's like and is that it is are those are those the worldwide uh production numbers or is yeah. that just yeah. us that's worldwide yeah so i mean how do they decide how many units to send to which countries and stuff like that's pretty wild yeah uh it is worth bringing up that uh this is from their article as well sony's playstation chief jim ryan has stressed that the machine's launch should be simultaneous around the globe Hmm. according to people familiar with the company's uh supply chain so yeah they are they are going for global and i actually got some corrections from last week that xbox also intends to go global too nobody's doing a staggered release this time but it's just going to mean that there are fewer consoles getting spread around yeah yeah, I think in the age of Twitch, like staggering anything if you can avoid it is a bad idea. Yeah. Well also like a smaller smaller number of units is probably gonna be fine because like if they're being impacted by COVID, like there aren't going to be any games on this thing, so it won't really matter. Another fair point to bring up. And this is actually where the article <laughs> ends, is that they are warning that software is moving along slowly. Yeah. Yeah. Like, because how it, no one's able to make it. Like, <laughs> will Last of Us 2 be out by then? Who knows? If not, it's like, I'm good with my PS4 until then. Last of Us 2 will be out. Yeah, I, think I think they're going to find a way. Last of Us 2 for sure, yeah. That thing is, it's basically done. Yeah. Or like yeah, Ghost of Tsushima. I think where like, Last of Us 2 is at, probably out? most of that work could be done remotely, right? Like, you know, just tunnel into your workstation and... You know, Bug do, squashing. Yeah, but you can't do motion capture sessions. You can't do a lot of audio recording. You can't go out and like get reference photos. So there's some work that just you, you can't just do it all sitting at a desk from home. Uh, do you think? Do you, oh, sorry. So, part. I mean, I guess what's happening with The Last of Us, and the and the the comments tried to teach me this is, uh, and this is why uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake had to come out early in the other countries that it did, uh, was that um, uh, just like supply chains, like being able to be shipped is a privilege right now. There just aren't as many shipments happening anymore. And so I think that is a huge factor of getting this worldwide launch for Last of Us Part Two. is just the idea of like, hey, can I get this on your boat? And they're like, no, dude, we, we need to ship bananas, sorry. And so I think it's a, like a little bit of that. Um, and so, Huber, I think they're going to find a way. That game's uh, happening. Either way, I feel like this whole situation has made me more patient. 
Oh, where it's sorry. like the place the next gen consoles are supposed to launch at the end of the year, but like I don't anticipate getting one now really i guess i kind of hear you dude yeah because every like everything and like the whole world and everything has just been pushed back so it's just kind of like you know i don't even know basketball is never gonna they're never gonna finish this basketball season you know yeah yeah. it is everything feels weird you're so so it's like when yeah when you know if if shipments are scarce or if they can't ship them or if there's problems with delays and everything it's just it is what it is Mm-hmm. Right, they, and I think that's why we won't see stuff like price because why announce a price when you can't announce a release date for pre-orders? So, yeah, you know, like all of that's all of that marketing and stuff has got to be slowing down. And I think, I I think I heard somewhere else this week that that yeah, like Sony had already planned to show more than what they've shown by this point. But you know, bec- I, I I think that might have been why Sony's talk felt so weird is because they were probably going to have something more bombastic before then mm-hmm. and Cerny's talk would just be the follow-up and like well we're not doing this announcement but you want to do your talk do your talk yeah we'll get into it. it's actually in this article as well uh that that very point uh i want to hear ian's take though uh did they actually say they're just not going to finish this season or did they just cancel basketball they're not willing to yet it's just huh. looking like it's not same with hockey it looks like and those so they seasons would just, are just over they would just start a new season when it all Next comes year. back. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for baseball, they're talking about just playing every single game in uh, Arizona in the f- surrounding facilities. Wow! And just staying locked down for a couple months while they just scramble to play every game. What's safe about Arizona? Uh, it would just be there's like a ton of facilities there, spring training camps, so they could if they had all the players they could use the Diamondback Stadium and the surrounding facilities, but. I don't know. It's going to come down to a, a actual a, a vote with the players and stuff, a players association vote. Whoa. Would you watch? Huh. Would you watch this sport with this empty stadium? Yeah, of course. Oh, okay. Kershaw was saying he didn't want to do it because he has a family, and I guess if they did it that way, they would have to be quarantined, so course, he could yeah. like come home and stuff. So it's just everything. There's so many logistics that like I don't even think about with all this. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Uh. I've forgotten what sorry, the initial... I, sorry. <laughs> I think you're talking Prompt. about when, when we were talking about like uh, The Last of Us 2 getting wrapped up oh, we were talking yeah. about like shipments making it and just any any software being launched well, with and, these new consoles well and also like, I was thinking about voice acting and stuff and it's like are we going to hear like a little group of games coming out at the end of this year beginning of next year where everyone's vo- recordings sound just slightly different because mm-hmm. they were all using their own home studios you know yeah um there's so many ins and outs to all of this. I I honestly think it's a weird situation because if we are, you know, if everything hasn't cleared up by the end of this year and the new consoles are out, not only will their shipping be disturbed, but the consumer's ability to purchase these things will be disturbed as well. Like, everyone's going to have to order them online, and then that's going to cause even more weird... Oh, it's going to be so annoying. It is. Gonna it's going to be crazy. And like, so to me, it's almost like, why put it out if there aren't going to be any games, and it's going to be super hard for everyone to get them anyway, and there are going to be a fewer number, making it hard to get them even in normal times, you know. Uh, but on the other hand, I know that they probably budget their fiscal year to blah 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 you know whatever yeah so they need to get x number of whatever out there you know so 
it's all very interesting. It's so, you know, on that point, it's really funny. We usually say that, like, hey, the console wars aren't real, right? Both these consoles, they're just doing their own thing. They have different business plans. But an article like this even went out of its way to call them arch rivals. And <laughs> one of, some of the people familiar with the situation or whatever they say uh, uh, said that uh, there's no way the PlayStation 5 won't launch if the Xbox launches. <laughs> right. right. It's funny I because... I mean, that, of, I think, is true. I, I, I guess so. I didn't think that was true. I really thought yeah. that just like, hey, they're on their own paths. But well, I, and I think Huber's totally right. I think they're both waiting to see who says 499 first. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, and then the other guy can go 489. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> we yeah, don't. There's, there's we, nothing like give next each other gen, discs. Is it, yeah, to get them riled up. You know, I guess so. For me, know, I... I, I think it's an uneasy or like a, a friendly alliance here because I'm looking at this potential drought and scarcity of the consoles and it's like man if I can't track down a PS5 maybe I could track down an Xbox or vice versa like people who are just looking to get a next gen console can't get one so they end up getting the other and you think they would like for that to happen no I'm just saying no. like I don't see console wars I see the video game industry and and good vibes of it the thing the I'm thing that's, that's interesting not true. go ahead ian the thing that's interesting to me if i'm sony and like they said like bloodworth said like maybe they had games to show at the cerny talk uh -huh. but those aren't in a space that they can be shown i would be quaking in my boots because if Xbox Series X comes out the gate with Halo Infinite ready in the box, whatever to buy, and we don't have a game, like we don't have a killer app, like you're gonna lose that launch. If it is a war, they're gonna lose if they don't have a big time game, if they're all delayed, you know? Yeah. But, but it's, you know, they can't delay the console because then they're gonna look like the second fiddle anyway. So it's like they're kind of hosed, maybe. So, Huber, when you say that, do you mean. From their me corporate perspective, or your no, per me I get it. Personally. I get it. I get it. Like no wars, no console wars. Yeah. Like, the they're both just trying to launch their systems, <laughs> you know. Exactly. You don't want to like, see it. You don't want to see it be like this. Almost. Yeah. I don't want to see like clickbait. I don't want to see like pitchforks and this and that. I, I just. <laughs> I don't know. But it makes but you like wonder I, what, what the biggest priority at Sony is. Like, is mm -hmm. it to make the most money in 2020? Is it to have the biggest launch? Is it to have, like, the, just, just to, let's just get through it. It was like, let's just get this out. And then if we sell more in 2021, fine. But we just, we have to launch it. Or if it's like, no, 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 that launch has got to be big. And so we can bail on the launch at any moment if we get a sense that, like, this isn't going to break record numbers. Or if it's just like we got to beat Microsoft, or whatever. like what is number one, you know? Because I wonder why this article came out now. That's the other thing that's funny is it doesn't. None of this seems like so something went down this week, you know? That's kind of led to all of this. This just is like a report on here's where here's what you know the the temperature in everybody's office buildings basically. Yeah, well, it's because they've been delaying meetings, Jones. The, the meeting that they would have had to determine uh, like launch day and price has been delayed. Wow because of COVID-19, because everybody's from home. Yeah. Um, and that uh, manufacturing apparently is going to begin in June. Like, it's this is rolling. Uh, so it's all coming along. I want to hit I want to hit the, the sentence we've, uh, at least the paragraph that we've been talking about or referring to. And it just starts with this matter factual statement that I think we've been suspecting, but it's just right here. The virus has already upended Sony's promotional plans. 
The company may forego hosting a public press event conference uh, for its PlayStation 5 release date and price unveiling due to infection fears. Recently, it was forced to reveal its DualSense PS5 controller in a hurried fashion, according to people informed on the matter. While only a small circle within Sony are privy to the appearance of the PS5 console, the controller has been shared with outside developers and the company feared it couldn't control leaks, they said. Mm. We probably would have had that event by now. Is, yeah. I think, what you can infer from that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah which... That, that makes me think probably it would have happened in March. Yeah. You know? Yeah, late fe- February, early March. Yeah. Because, too, I think... You know, as we saw with them um, bailing out of PAX East, being you know kind of the one of the first people to do that. Like I, I think that was kind of the indicator where, you know, they were probably planning to do big things around that time period. It's weird though. It's I hesitate to agree with that for for the reason that Sony the last year and a half has kind of seemed to be eager to pull out of things. Like they've they've seemed to be eager to have a reason not to show up and share information e3 certainly they seemed happy to leave e3 yeah yeah they were thrilled yeah uh so it's yeah it's weird i don't know why i don't i don't have a guess but that's the vibe i've gotten is like they're rearing they're like me having been invited to a party just looking for any reason not to go (laughs) you know uh Use me as an excuse anytime you want to, Ian. Hubery, I got shattered his knees. Yeah. Uh, I gotta. <laughs> he needs me to feed him. Um, Jonesy. So you had you had a presentation planned. You had a whole reveal planned. You had the script written. You had the PowerPoint presentations ready. You had the trailers ready. You had the presenters ready. You had the PlayStation Five reveal all sorted. It's not happening. What do you do with all that? What do you do? Well, that's why what we were saying earlier. It's like you know they're. They're looking at each other to who's going to say 500 first. And I think they seem like they're able to wait for a really long time. Like, I, I, I it sounds like everything, especially just considering how the, how February and March went with everyone, how things were canceled almost seemingly like at the last minute that they could be canceled. Um, you know, it almost seems kind of like the, you know, the bigger the, the, the properties, the longer that they took whether it was sports or entertainment or whatever. Um, so I I can't see any sort of, like, specific roadmap right now that they are, like, confident in doing. I think there's a lot of if-thens with their, you know, just just taking it, you know, day, you know every day at a time. Well, and I, I, and I wonder if the communication... It's interesting, because that's the thing that fascinates me about this article. They're like, all of them are talking about that. I'm like, how wide are these conversations? Like, how much does Sony really want to get out there that... Is it the small circle? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I love like, the idea of a small circle who knows what the console looks like. Like, <laughs> is it going to get to the point where we're going to be hearing way more... Because uh, I think that's, like, the thing that feels so different for me, other than, obviously, the world changing, but, like, that I'm hearing from Wired, I'm hearing from Kotaku, I'm hearing from Bloomberg way more than I'm hearing from Sony. <laughs> you know, like, I'm hearing, like, a ton about, like, what may be going on or what should be going on. They showed or... you the controller two weeks ago. What do you want? Right. Uh, that was two weeks ago. It felt rushed. Uh, it just, it did, didn't it? yeah, it just seems, you know, that, that little tiny decision seems like a, you know, all they're really willing to do right now. It's like, we can't do all of those things all at once because you can't, you know, redo that first impression. And so I think they're holding off, uh, as, wonder, as late as they possibly can. I wonder if the, the other, the other angle is it's not that they have 
a roadmap or a plan or even had a date in mind, but now they're just waiting to see like when they can do it. Because right. they, they might not even know. They yeah. don't know how much maybe it'll cost them or when they can even do it. Like, who knows? You know, Ian, you were mentioning launch titles like Halo earlier. And yeah. it made me think, like, the if the console is launching at the same time but every game is delayed, how does that impact the launch lineup? Right. Like, specifically. So yeah. it's like, I wonder... If Resogun 2, baby, will Call of Duty be available at launch? Will Call of Duty make it? I feel like Warzone at least. The brand new Call of Duty. Crackdown 3 can just program Mm. Call of Duty games (laughs) on its own now. (laughs) So, you know, that that one's taken care of. Yeah. It just turns them out. Right? That's our biggest yearly release. And then you like Uh, a conspiracy theory, right, Bossman? What's on? What's on? You like conspiracy theories? Yeah, what do you got? Well, if they say that the, the the hardware is limited, limited PlayStations. Or only whatever. 5 million, yeah. Only 5 million. What if they're tempering expectations because they have no launch lineup, so they know their launch is going to be lackluster, so now they're getting the narrative already out there, like, oh, not that many PlayStations, keep it chill, keep your expectations in check. I was they're like creating the scarcity narrative, yeah. yeah. I just like that. Yeah, it's a terrible thing to say, but it's like it it it's work. It work, that's why again, I think why they're you know just waiting every single day is because you can make the situation work for you and against you. Um, it can work for you if you wrap up the year and just like people are like, oh yeah, it didn't sell as many or didn't make as many, and they're like, we did the best we possibly could. Trust us, you know. Like, there's no way you can understand all of the the hoops that we had to jump through, whether you're Microsoft or Sony. But I think what you can get burnt on and what we're very well versed in is setting a date and then you don't meet that. And so yeah. it's yeah. I, I think if if they do some sort of live event, it'll be, you know, if they want anyone to show up to it, they'll get invitations like the day before. And be like, Wait, what is I can say I don't I don't think they should do a, a silent uh, live event again. I don't think they should have somebody at a lectern uh, with silhouettes in front of them uh, pretending to do a, pr- a presentation for three people. Uh, yeah. It should be, if they're going to do one, it should be very, very different from that. It should be a direct. Yeah. Like, do a state of play, but put, you know, state 60% of more effort effort into it. It's got to be so much more effort. It has to feel so huge. And state of plays yeah. don't feel huge by, by nature, by their design. Right. Yeah, they're meant to be, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, do a state of play with six hundred times more effort, you know? Yeah. Or don't don't call it state of play first of all. Um, call it. I mean, they always have such bombastic names for underwhelming things. Well, right? I mean, like, the, and the big the ones are called to play, tomorrow. PlayStation meetings is what they used to be called. This is a PlayStation right. meeting. Right. right. The That's what the last one should have been called. Yeah. Wasn't it called the road to PS Five? Yeah, I want, the, I want the, when the PS Five boots up to say. You are now on the road to tomorrow. Welcome to the world, the of, world tomorrow. of tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, it's a gif. We're going to love Futurama. it. Oh, yeah. We're going to be nostalgic for that 20 years later. Like, man, remember when the PS5 booted up? PS5 said that thing. That was so cool. Everyone made fun of it at the time, but, you know, I kind of liked it. Jonesy, I got a headline for you. Hit Straight me. from Kotaku.com. Huh? Mother bird, Jason Schreier, huh? uh, published this article. Who, by the way, just today said he's leaving Kotaku. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Going to another... I didn't read the article. He's a going to another... Outlet. another outlet. Yeah. Yeah. So is he just making his own? Called Blood, Sweat, and Pixels or whatever? No, I think he's going big time. Polygon? Yeah. <laughs> At last! 
<laughs> so anyway, published an article uh, 18 months after Red Dead Redemption 2, Rockstar has made big cultural changes. Now, this is a oh, funny right. article. Yeah, this yeah. is a funny article because it's definitely from Schreier's perspective, who cares a lot about uh, developers' rights and conditions. It's mostly about that. Um, it's about how uh, contractors for Rockstar have been hired on full-time, uh, in Lincoln in particular, I'm not sure if everywhere, uh, testers' pay has increased. Uh, altogether, bad eggs from management have been removed, uh, and generally just less pressure to work overtime <laughs> has changed. Willy Wonka. <laughs> yeah. It's, freaky. Jones, it's the freakiest part. In their chairs. <laughs> it's a quote from a current or former Rockstar employee who says, like, hey, there's still some bad eggs left, but their days are numbered. It's like, what is going on in there? Wow. Uh, they're cleaning is this the house. Why, is this why Big Brother whatever left, do you think? Yeah. Uh, Dan the, Hauser. It's it Dan kind Hauser. of... It's kind of implied that just culturally his work ethic was just not it was a bad working well with the rest of the teams. People got tired of his attitude or something. And Wait, but um, wasn't he like already on hiatus for like a year or something before that? Yeah, yeah. He, had a, he had a sabbatical, which I think was his own decision. He just took yeah, off just, after Red Dead, yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, kind of suggested that they're happy that he's not involved to make late last-minute changes and stuff anymore in the article as well. Mm. Uh, but here's the part that got picked up. Here's what IGN sees is like, oh, there's your headline right there, baby. Uh, okay, this this excerpt right here. One plan that management has laid out for the next game, a new entry in the Grand Theft Auto series, is to start out with a moderately sized release, which by Rockstar standards would still be a large game, that is then expanded with regular updates over time, which may help mitigate stress and crunch. So hey, uh, the next GTA in early development right now may launch as just a smaller thing like and final fantasy like gta 5 online yeah <laughs> right like just do it again yeah <laughs> i no, mean they're smaller just gonna than do GTA. that with the story mode yeah oh you think that i know yeah it's hard for me to interpret what that means but it does mean that their next game won't be as huge as gta 5 it won't launch like gta 5 hmm. did or red dead redemption 2 did well i mean i think that they could do well this could bite this could backfire and cause more crunch I guess, but like they'll do a Fortnite model or a uh, GTA Five online, but with like it would be baked into the nature of the game, maybe. Whereas GTA Six isn't a story with A to B, like start finish. It's a world that you inhabit, and story stuff is just continually added every week, two weeks, whatever. Right. And like the story unfolds, but it's like there would be multiple simultaneous things probably happening, like KK Slider concerts or whatever you know it's like muse is playing at the pavilion and you go and watch it in game or whatever muse is and, a great and story pick. crap you know yeah or like uh the hitman episode like right know, right like, yeah it yeah, wasn't yeah. necessarily it didn't necessarily work for them but i think um gta is another story right gta breaks all the rules well and that's yeah. why you don't call it i think that calling things episodic carries like a certain kind of mentality with it this they're gonna say it's like I mean, in this imagined reality, they would say, like, it's a living world, you know, and, like, things evolve and change and happen, and the story is always going, you know. And, I mean, I think necessarily the, the out the gate, you know, you'd have to have 10 hours of content at least, probably, mm -hmm. like, of narrative stuff to, to springboard from. Yeah, Jones, how much, how much of a single-player campaign does a Grand Theft Auto game need? Uh, like for, on an hourly basis? Well, it depends on what do you mean by need. Are we talking sales? Or are we talking review numbers? 
Like, ooh, you, tell you, tell me about review numbers. You know, you need a dense campaign. You need interesting, you know, characters. Like, I I didn't think the the villains and parts of the story were that interesting. GTA Five. It was the just having those three guys. You know, and the fact that they all inhabited that world together is what made that so fascinating. Switching between them, and then all of a sudden, like, I'm dr- I'm with a guy and he's driving. I'm like, oh, I'm in the middle of a mission. Like, I'm telling you, um, you're getting less than that in the sequel. Oh, 100 percent. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, I imagine internally they're like, we just need a map right now. Yeah. <laughs> like, we literally just need a surface area <laughs> with some walls maybe <laughs> so people can like you know duck behind them and then shoot at other people maybe some race tracks and then uh, we'll add interiors later we'll add story later we'll add all of that stuff um because i think i think truthfully like that company uh had planned for it but was really just blindsided by how much gta 5 continued to make they were like whoa <laughs> this changes everything in terms of really what, what we should be focusing on and so think, if they're like, if this is so many years later and we're still kind of doing the same output of new stuff that we do at GTA five, like why not just start this with six? And yeah. Just do that. You know, we need to basically, well, I, we skipped a gen. We got to get a map out on these consoles when they come out. I think they after. probably learned, learned that same lesson from the other side with red dead two, because I think that they just expected to have every goatee in the bag with that game. And then they didn't from a lot of outlets Mm -hmm. and I think that they were like surprised by that like the impression I had is like they were like what happened you know like (laughs) what happened and uh so maybe yeah they're thinking like some kind of hybrid of of uh GTA 5 story and online maybe it's like an always online yeah i don't know i i i definitely see some changes you know it's a anxious time as a GTA fan because i feel like with with Red Dead for instance the amount of time and money and work that went into that game and it's like a divisive game i don't think it's a bad game but i think it's divisive and yeah. it's such a particular taste but like the hundreds of millions have already been spent so if you commit less and you can change your game more on the fly i definitely see them doing that absolutely like a like a live service type thing honestly yeah yeah then Fortnite, i think really shows that um there's an audience for that and obviously the ongoing success of gta 5 online it's like why wouldn't they just you know I mean, like, I don't, I don't think they're gonna pull a whatever Call of Duty that was and just do multiplayer, um, but some kind of hybrid of the two for sure, like story updates and stuff, like living world kind of stuff right. for sure. What I find interesting is I feel like, blood. I feel like we've been talking about the next GTA plan, what they should be doing for a while, and it's kind of along these lines. What I find really interesting is the angle that they're doing this to keep employees more relaxed is actually it's it's for the benefit of the developers more so than the developer the benefit of uh you know their balance sheet um do you believe that this is a practical model for developers that like something like this would actually be easier for the people who are making games um i mean it can kind of go both ways right like if you have a good plan and like a, a good pace of content and you have an idea you know and maybe that's part of, you know, the structure of, of developing this and like seeing, okay, well, how much can we get done if we're not, you know, going to have this crunch period and like, let's figure out what our pace is and then be able to build off of that. And so like, if they figure out what their pace is and like, okay, well, once we get to, you know, X point on the timeline, then we'll set a release date and right. then we'll know that we can like 
you know, bringing out the rest of this content on a set schedule. The, the problem with that is if you get into a situation where you're behind and you've set this schedule oh. and people expect content, yeah, then you're yeah. just eternally on crunch. Yeah. That's uh, the thing. Yeah, that's seriously, the, thing. the game never ends. That's right. Fortnite, that, man. It makes yeah. it, it's Fortnite. It's eternal yeah. crunch. Yeah. Well, that's, that's the thing that I think is funny about the video games industry specifically with crunch and stuff like that. And, you know, I'm not a game developer. I'm not a publishing company. So this is coming from a place of some somewhat ignorance on every, you know, cog in this machine. But, like, it's really interesting to me. And I think there are a few companies in the world who can do this kind of thing. Like, I mean, Star Citizen, they're, they're like, eternally just on in production mode, right? But, I mean, like, uh, CD Projekt Red or, or Rockstar, certainly. Like, why not just be, like, everybody works eight hours a day. We just do that and then yeah like blood said when the game is done we put it out because it's like yeah like brandon said they skipped a generation and they're still making more money than everyone yeah like almost they're like in the top 10 regularly and it's like you're rock star why don't you just change you change it so that you know you don't have to play by these rules maybe i'm i'm with you with the like i don't know what even the hell i'm talking about ian but i just remember being like young and starting out and just that like unsaid pressure (coughs) of working extra of working late of staying late it's not required but like everyone's quietly judging Mm -hmm. so it's like you know well that's what i'm saying is make a culture where it's like yeah go home they're trying yeah. like yeah. work they're eight hours. Right you're now, done. Actually. Go home. Yeah. Go or home. like hire hire. I don't. I mean, this is maybe naive, but just like hire a night crew, like eight hour day crew, eight hour night crew. Then Dude, like yeah. you always have people working always on this game, so you're always in crunch. But everyone gets to work eight hour days, you know, like. Rockstar Knights. Yeah. Rockstar Knights. I want to be on that night team. Uh, yeah. yeah. And I they work on the strip clubs. Yeah. <laughs> and I get bummed, uh, you know, because I know there's a lot of people that are like, this is the downfall of Rockstar. This is, you know, they're just games as a service now. And we're going to like. We're, we're Who's getting, saying this? I just see a lot of people because they're frustrated. Oh, Hubert, was, you were mad yeah. that they didn't get. I'm uh, nervous. That you didn't get um, Ballad story of Gay DLC, Tony yeah. for GTA Five, basically. Yeah. Like, no totally. story DLC, yeah. And right, yeah. it's like. It was all online. Five and Red Dead Redemption Two are like some of the like densest games I've ever played in my entire life. Where you just you're you're going through a game world and just seeing just experiences you will never have just fly past you on a regular basis. Just radio stations you're not listening to and the cutscenes you're missing and all. And it's like I don't I don't know. Like I feel bad. Yeah, that I, I wish a good thing could go on forever. But at the same time, these are the biggest games anybody makes, and so the physically like just all the stuff that they cram into it and so it's like i yeah i wouldn't i don't know if i would be like upset if i like popped open gta and then like 20 minutes later or 20 hours later i was like oh okay cool i'll ch- I'll check out the next thing in yeah. two years and maybe I'll play a little bit online that's neat i you know i'm not like ah oh, i they, need 20 yeah. more hours you know like jones because they haven't nailed it yet but the idea of hitman the idea of putting the story on pause for a bit and then jumping back in is so exciting for a GTA game. Like, imagine if it's like, yo, the villain got away, but, you know, they'll be back. And then, like, four months later or something, new season, the villain's back. And it's like, dude, the things I could do. I mean, the the thing that, 
you mentioning Ballad of Gay Tony made me think about is like these these games have huge casts like either you could do it like a Rashomon kind of thing where like you you like the first campaign is this person's story the next campaign is this person's story or you just take like a tactic of just like here's something going on in this city like here's a cool tight eight hour story you get one every three months uh of like here's sally who works as a grocery store clerk and she's forced to rob a bank for this guy and like here's this other completely unrelated person you know and then maybe there's like an overarching meta narrative that comes together over time or something that could be really neat like city yeah. stories watchdogs legion in the uh, the other direction right. <laughs> yeah yeah out yeah. going yeah. out oh, yeah, in going out yeah, yeah. And, or yeah. or potentially like no, animal I, crossing you you have things happen like when the new content comes up it's aware three months have passed like that's we wrote it right. that way you know yeah dude that what if it, uh, what if what if gta 6 takes place in real time <laughs> sure uh, the newest newest season of division 2 is trying to kind of yeah. do something like that where you wrap up the expansion campaign and then in the coming week weeks you have to dismantle like his crew that he left behind and oh. it is all time based, real time. Like if you miss one, like they're gone, they're dead in the in game universe. Like, mm, but nice. you missed it. Cool. So, Blood, what were you uh, saying? Yeah, but Kyle, remember last fall when like Animal Crossing was delayed, and they were like, "We're doing this so that like our workers don't have to like go through crunch and all that." And then their yeah. stock like dipped, and yeah. now like Animal Crossing is the biggest thing. You like you see all these new like people all over the place, like scaring sharing animal crossing screenshots and stuff yeah well that's kind of the thing with markets too is like the trends are all fear-based anyway so it's like to a certain extent you can ignore those knee-jerk kind of things you know because they're just like knee-jerk reactions and it balanced back out and now i don't know if they're up or anything but like animal crossing i I saw an article the other day that said animal crossing is the the defining success of the corona era or whatever and it's just like, yeah, everybody's playing that little thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It and pays Ubisoft off. Ubisoft has done a lot of similar things, too, where they're like, yeah. hey, so our games aren't doing too good. We're going to push everything back and figure them out, make them good. I, it's, uh, I, it's, it's nice. It's encouraging. I hugely respect going back to the drawing board. Yeah. Like, I think that it's a necessary thing for a lot of companies. Um, I do want to note that at the end of this article, uh, the people uh, speaking to... Uh, Schreier, and also his own opinion at the end of the article is that, like, hey, this is working now. They haven't gotten to crunch period of this right. game. We don't right. know if they're going to stick to this policy for the, throughout the entire development of the game. They're doing great right now, but we'll see. And I appreciated that I bet, perspective. I bet they don't. Yeah, right. It's kind of that was kind of the <laughs> note it ended on. It's like, okay, yeah. it's like right. they're not really going to stick. We'll to see. This. Do you all hear that? Uh, oh, it sounds like it's my neighbors. Ah, uh, gotcha. <laughs> It sounds like it's a podcast. It is pocket. Half time. It is. That's right. That's right. <laughs> okay. So we all know how ExpressVPN protects your privacy and security online, right? But there's something you might not know if you haven't been listening to this podcast. You can also use ExpressVPN to unlock movies and shows that are only available in other countries. Now that so many of us are stuck at home, it's only a matter of time until we run out of stuff to watch on Netflix. So what do we do? We use ExpressVPN to binge stuff like Doctor Who on UK Netflix. It's simple to do. You fire up ExpressVPN, the app, you change your location to the UK, refresh Netflix, and that's it. 
See, ExpressVPN hides your IP address and lets you control where you want sites to think you're located. You can choose for almost 100 different countries. So think about all the Netflix libraries you can go through. Love anime? Use ExpressVPN to access Japanese Netflix and be spirited away. But it's not just Netflix. ExpressVPN works with any streaming service, Hulu, BBC, iPlayer, YouTube, you name it. There are hundreds of VPNs out there, but the reason we use ExpressVPN to watch shows is it's ridiculously fast. There's never any buffering or lag, and you can stream in HD no problem. ExpressVPN is also compatible with all your devices, phones, media consoles, smart TVs, and more, so you can watch what you want on a personal device or on the big screen, wherever you are. I have been watching on, a, on my mo computer monitor, but you've been watching Ian uh, on your phone. You got that set up on yep. your phone. And it works! If you visit our special link right now at expressvpn.com slash allies, you can get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. Support the show, watch what you want, protect yourself with ExpressVPN at expressvpn.com slash allies. And if you're a patron of Easy Allies, thank you. I got a couple more headlines I want to get to before Love and Respect. Uh, firstly... A press release came out from Riot this week. Uh, Riot Games acquires Hypixel Studios. And look, normally I gotta be honest with you, I'm gonna overlook that headline. I don't care. Uh, I don't know what that means. Uh, I'm not interested. However, sometimes I will uh, ask our community during a stream, like, hey, what's what's what do I gotta talk about on the podcast this week? Somebody brought this up, and it is more interesting than I thought it was. Uh, so, Hypixel Studios. They started off as two people who uh, made a Minecraft server where they I just knew it. Did you know this? From the, I'm sorry to jump ahead, Please. but from the trailer that you made us watch, I yeah. was I was going to say my guess, if mm -hmm. we did not know, is that this started as a Minecraft server. They put a bunch of mini games on it, like Yogs Cast or whatever it's called, Yogs, whatever. Uh, and and they just then decided what well, we could just make our own game with all this stuff. That is so that's exactly, exactly what it. happened. Yes. Aha. Mm. An insanely popular Minecraft server where yeah, they would make their custom apps and things. That's what it looked like. And, uh, right, so they're developing this game currently in beta. Uh, there was 55 million views on that video, on oh, that trailer. Wow. And what yeah. was the name of it again? Hytale. Looked yeah. awesome. Hypixel Studios making the game Hytale. With a Y. With yeah. a Y. It is, Not like Hytale it out of here, but... No, it is... I'm not sure what that HY stands like for. Like Hylian. Like Hylian. Yeah, yeah, dude. Fantasy vibes. Mm -hmm. It's so probably uh, derived from whatever their mod, modder name was or something. Sure. Um, I don't think, I'm realizing now, I don't think I know how much they bought them for. I don't think that's part of the press release, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. um, but I assume this is a, a big deal. Uh, Riot is, we've been talking about Riot a lot. From when they announced, you know, their four or five new games, uh, and Valorant obviously is huge right now, uh, on Twitch at least. I don't think it's publicly available yet. You have to get into the beta still. Right. Got it. And yeah. so there's just like 200,000 people watching it on Twitch every day. Because you get points Dude, or something? Dude, the other day it was a million viewers, Kyle, at once. Stop that. Wow. I, when I looked at it the other day, a couple days ago, it was over one million live viewers at the same time. For a game that doesn't barely <laughs> exist right now. Well, I'm going to check on... Uh, I'm checking on it right now. I mean, that uh, kind of plays into it, though, right? Like, sure. If you can't play it, then you're just going to watch somebody play yeah. it. Yeah. Well, and also, uh, Valor... How do you spell this? Damn. 
V A L O R A N T. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Uh, I think that part of how you get it is um, by engaging with it on Twitch. That is pure evil. Pure <laughs> yeah. Genius. I, I, I'm gonna. I have to log in to make sure that that's accurate. I don't want to. I don't want to be inaccurate. But there's that's some. How they get you. Something like that where it says check your status here. And you go, you link, yeah, you have to connect your Riot account with Twitch, <laughs> watch Valorant streams, oh, boy. and then if you do enough of that, once you've linked your accounts, watch any Valorant streams with the drops enabled tag by clicking the button above, starting drops. on Dude, April 7th. I've seen, the, I've seen Twitch drops, I've seen yeah. that. Yep. For an opportunity to get access to the closed beta. So, there are officially... Yeah, they're artificially inflating their Twitch numbers by saying <laughs> you get the game by watching it. Yeah. Wow. Which, I mean, to me is, like, is smart. Yeah. Smart over my Oh, viewers. it's evil genius. Yeah, yeah. so really it's smart. It's 9.15 p.m. on a, a Thursday night currently. Uh, Valorant has 506,000 viewers on Twitch. It's insane. Wow. Very, very clever. And, then, and there's, like, like, a little treasure chest icon. Apparently, if I watch Fortnite, I'm getting stuff, too. Like, kind of, when I saw that, it went from a game not on my radar to immediately, well, this is one of the top five most important games right now. You got the FOMO. Yeah, yeah that's what you're thinking. Yep. But I'm like, this game is important. The game they looks made solid. it important by having so many viewers. Like, it is a thing now that cannot be ignored. Yeah. And I wonder, Huber, if in two or three years, Riot is a thing that can't be ignored. Hmm. Right? They, they have one huge hit right now. I think they're okay. going to have three or four in, in three or four years. I was, I was going to say, they're, they have been a thing you should yeah, be ignoring yeah, for you're the one ignoring five them. years. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, guess, I, guess, I, mean, I guess I mean as a publisher superpower, right? They're, yeah. they're, buying, they're buying studios now. True, they're a one, one I don't want to say one-trick pony, they're a one-thing product, but right, if they expand sure. into Valorant well, and, you know, Hytale, yeah. yeah. Well, and Valorant is, uh, is it their, wait, is it their only game that isn't taking place in the yeah. Runeterra? It's yeah. their only one, right? At least and they've from those got those, four that they announced, yeah. And they've got that side studio, uh, what is it called? Like, whatever, Riot Studios or Riot something that, that they, like, are shepherding smaller studios within right. themselves to make, like, that dungeon crawler and stuff. Mm -hmm. There are, like, a few more of those, right, that they showed? At a couple of those, yeah. Later, yeah. And, yeah, so it's interesting that this Hightail thing is another one that isn't taking place in Runeterra, and it's another little shepherding that they're yeah. doing. I mean, and should be worth noting, uh, Hytale looks like Minecraft. It looks like a, oh, a better yeah. version of Minecraft. Like, the faces simply look better. Uh, the environments look better. It's it's almost like an 8-bit to 16-bit climb, but not quite that. Um, and yeah, it just seems more, like, story-oriented. Well, I mean, it is. That is the, the appeal of Hytale. Uh, though it? it also has its own tools and, and things. Is yeah, yeah I mean, from the trailer, I, there's, like, so many more enemies and stuff and, like, environments like the undersea area and you know, all of it yeah it just felt like it felt like minecraft but with yeah more going on basically more stuff but yeah. like i didn't get the imp specific impression because i only watched the trailer if oh, it yeah, had absolutely. a story or anything from the trailer and then at the end when it was like you can make movies in it you can do this yeah, and that i'm like oh this is a big ass minecraft mod i mean yeah. that we used to do we used we used six similar mods to make seedlings back in the day you know like uh, Seuss shaders and like all this stuff and the camera mods and you know 
all kinds yeah, of stuff like that. The interior actually reminded me of the seedlings. Yeah, and I was like, yeah. like watching it, I was getting like flashbacks. I was mm. like, Ugh. well, what if it was all one mod? What if you could just hop in there and like all right. that work is there for you? Right. Uh, and the way they describe it is a community-powered block game that combines the scope of a creative sandbox with the depth of a role-playing game. Right, so that it's all going to be modded content that's the community is putting into the. That was the impression I had at the very end when it was like endless content or whatever it said and i was like oh, okay so it doesn't come out of the box with any story or anything but everyone's gonna make stories i mean it's in beta right now yeah it's there, like minecraft there'll, dreams there'll be, but when it launches there will be quests for you to undertake for sure yeah yeah mm-hmm. um yeah it's, it's it's weird because i feel like i've seen this maybe a dozen times or i mean like ian called it right out so it's just interesting to think about like what is what is exactly the hook that makes this the one that people are like super excited about exactly why are 55 million people loving this trailer because the mod was super popular i imagine yeah sure. I, I guess so i i blood i wonder the same i i honestly wonder the same with valorant and valorant to me is clearly just marketed very well um and we talked about it it's also no i don't want to just say just marketing because we talked about how important their online connection was to that game's development as well so it's also made for the people who will care about it the most and so maybe this is the same kind of thing the people who love the stuff about minecraft they see that in this game and that is what they're laser focused on for this well, title with my seedlings experience like we once we gave a talk at the youtube space years ago cool. for a bunch of kids and their parents um, they're all millionaires now. Well, the, I mean, they're, those kids are all geniuses. Like, they, we were showing how we did this one episode uh, where we had to, like, spawn horses and stuff. This kid comes up afterwards and just tells us, like, oh, you can do this, this, and this. Uh, <laughs> and, and we were like, really? That would have saved us, like, an hour and a half every day. Like, <laughs> and, like, that kid was probably eight. Yeah. Ten, maybe. I, I don't I can't tell how old kids are. But, like, yeah, young, you know. And these kids are all just programmers, basically, and they learned it all because of Minecraft. And mm-hmm. so I could easily see that, given the time that's elapsed from then to now, Hytale being something that would be really popular with people like that. Like, now they're a little older, they want to have a little control on it, make a little more impact on it. Yeah, it's not the, su- the stuff you see in Minecraft trailers. Yeah. Um, where it's just kind of like everybody together you can play with your daughter and it's like it's like that kind of angle on it right Right. Um, obviously that's still there it's still present in Minecraft but this seems like focused on this one element of Minecraft that people adore and And we we still have every every couple of days we have someone message like oh put put your server back up for seedlings like and we had mini games and stuff on there and like uh, there were there were people fans of the show that would make like try to remake parts of the episode you know Mm. like in game themselves and stuff like people love doing that stuff and i think it's amazing like really cool that this game is building in all those machinima tools just right out of the gate like that's smart because if this game picks up there will there will be you know many many little videos made in it and stuff it's 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 cool all right panel Uh, tell me then Uh, is this game a locked in success already or is it a tough market give me one of those two things success Locked in success. Yeah, I think it's. I think yeah. it's probably a success. I don't know if it's like a gigantic, but it, yeah. yeah, I think it's it's definitely got momentum. 
Because it doesn't seem like something that's necessarily not to take any sort of creative uh, juice away from the stuff that they've been working on and the ways that it has improved over Minecraft. But it doesn't necessarily seem about, like, the ideas that they're putting into place. It seems like they have an army. <laughs> you know, like, right. that these yeah. people are like, we just have a lot of bodies, we have a lot of people we're connected to, and that's what Riot's, you know, paying into. Not like, ah, finally, somebody who did a cool mod in Minecraft. It's like, <laughs> oh, okay, you're, man, you're you're right. about to this is this might not necessarily have a big launch because only you will know only that your or community will know that this happened um but uh they're like we could we could maybe do something even more with this if we kind of splat you know and, it, and it's funny I, I wonder if um watching the trailer and watching some other videos about hightail i saw a lot of people talking about they're like this is just their own fun thing this is the way they wanted to, they're making a game that they wanted to play not necessarily they, they weren't making minecraft 2 they weren't making a minecraft killer they don't want yeah you know no no bad vibes with microsoft no bad vibes with moyang they just wanted to make their own thing and i could just see riot coming in and being like uh-uh Bad vibes. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. Let the bad vibes begin. The water, you know, yeah. like the fine print in the contract is just like, no, we are going after these people. We're going to be like, hey, look at that, the riot. We own a game that's way better than Minecraft. So they're they're targeting a 2021 launch. I can easily. I mean, they're just going to play the same card again, right? We're going to see 500,000 people streaming this on Twitch and people trying to get into beta codes with their little viewing hours. Well, that's why I was wondering, if there's beta right now, is it already on Twitch? It's not open beta. So there were, like, gameplay videos on YouTube, but I don't think we can watch this mm -hmm. on Twitch right now. I can triple check on that. Um, the other headline I wanted to talk about briefly, and it comes as no surprise, but is official, uh, Gamescom has officially tweeted this week that... Uh, not all details are known at present. The nationwide ban on major events until the end of August will also affect the planning for Gamescom 2020. Furthermore, Gamescom 2020 will definitely take place digitally. We'll provide further information shortly. Probably worth noting that E3 also said that they would do something digital and then later said we're not going to do anything. Uh, so I do wonder like what their plan is. But yeah, Gamescom right. is saying we're well, doing something digitally. Blood and I got those GDC emails of them. Like, what did they say? August or something? The registration is open. Yeah. Right? yeah. You can pay money God. to go to GDC right now. I don't understand. And I'm like, August. you guys are dreaming. That seems yeah. so short-sighted. I don't yeah. understand yeah. that. When I look like, at the world right now, I see event? people hungry to invest. That's what yeah. I see. Yeah. <laughs> I, see, I see people, you know, sniffing out a little risk here and there, you know? They're <laughs> ready to make the big jump, the plunge. Well, especially when the, the G last GDC cancellation was so, like, big and, like, involved like yeah. why why do the same thing again three four months later <laughs> just, just yeah like, All right. just don't i think they were trying to appease the convention center or something and it's it must it's have, just yeah. gonna backfire it must yeah. have uh, that's that's gotta be like a scary that. number of i think they were too yeah. early oh, yeah. on the curve for everything being happening mm -hmm. and yeah yeah that might be it like some weird contract that was signed and they were they were early on the like optimism curve too because like a week ago everyone was like hey maybe we'll be out of this by june and now everyone's like no nah, no nah, 2020 this is it man yeah or well just the fact that when we get out of it it's going to be gradual it's right. not going to be yeah. as quick as when we got into it so sort of sort of the sort of thing where you shouldn't probably have a giant mass meeting <laughs> at a convention maybe and was yeah. it was the e, the ESA ever say anything official? Were they just like, oh, we might do some, but uh, we'll yeah. see. Yeah, they did, but I feel like Gamescom is being way more confident yeah. in the messaging, and Keeley was like right there along with them. So I, I'm sure because uh -oh. he's involved with them now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Opening yeah. night live, baby. Yeah, so he's probably got the plan. 
without Keeley being involved with the E3, they probably had no idea what to do. Mm. I well, truly Gamescom, believe Keeley is scheming right now. Oh, yeah. absolutely. He's building his own E3 He's scheming. The ESA yeah. just posts. If you guys could have Keeley call us back, that'd be great. <laughs> Does he really have called him. new phone number? You know how Batman, uh, like, one of his, one of the attributes I actually like about Batman is that he's always prepared. He's just got things all over the city for, yeah, like, yeah, he's ready yeah. for oh, any yeah, scenario. Yeah, yeah. I do, I feel like that's Keely. I feel like he is very prepared for the situation. He's just, like, activates, he, yeah. you know. He's got multiple bat caves. Yes. You know, so that's Keely. He's got offices just set up in any city. I do sort of feel like Keely. Where are we doing this, that. Cincinnati? Yeah. I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm already in Cincinnati, actually. Are, are you uh, flying there? How are you me. getting there? Just like the tunnels. I've always, <laughs> I've always had that awkward question of like, but where, where does Keeley live? <laughs> yeah. What city does it? He's got, he's got Elon Musk's hypertube or whatever the hell it's called already. I like, want to that together. Dude, yeah. The Val Kilmer. The hyperloop, whatever. Uh, it is now time for love and respect. Beep 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 uh, if Rufus is going to be in, in the new ECLS podcast, if that's even is that a threat, Jones? Yeah, what? Oh. I mean, absolutely. By all means, you know, make it your own thing. Yeah, I'm holding okay. auditions. Let me just put it down. Holding auditions. <laughs> I really hope you have like, like, yeah. Gosh. You know, it's like it's a classic nonsense when like an actor's been the same part on a on a celebrated you know cartoon for like eight years, and just like we're recasting. I mean, feel free to come in and audition. And you're like, I already booked the job. What? Yeah. You're like, You'll probably get it again. Just come in and do a read with us. I'm just like mm -hmm. so demoralizing. Like, okay. Poor Rufus. Don't make it's, Rufus audition. I'm not. We're trying to prouse gouge Rufus. We price gouge Rufus. We oh, no, I'm prouse gouging him. him. <laughs> we're going to prouse gouge him. Where are all the extra Rufus clones or whatever right, we want to call prouse. them? Oh, we got clones. Yeah. Doofus like is his Palpatine, canonical brother, dude. but there's like a bunch of weird clones too. Those, those just in the, the library room? They might be. They're probably in Jones's garage, frankly. Yeah. <laughs> I do. I know I do not have them. I know okay. that at least. They might be right behind Jones in that closet. They're in there, for sure. Uh, this question I'm actually genuinely interested in. I like the panel's perspective on stuff like this. I became aware of the existence of a mock reviews after I started working in the games industry several years ago. For those who have never heard of them, my understanding is that developers pay games journalists to produce reviews, which they then oh. use to shape their marketing strategies. The reviews themselves, of course, never see the light of day, and I've never heard of them openly discussed by outlets that cover games. My question to the panel is, have you always been aware of mock reviews? Are they not openly discussed because there's some kind of taboo surrounding them? Given that they're never publicly released, it seems odd to pretend that they don't exist. Looking forward to hearing your thoughts, Chris. Um, I think Marcus Beer is doing that nowadays. I think he has a company. Generally, it's like a consulting company, right? Yeah, yeah. So like it's, consulting company. It's consulting. You get paid a lot more money. I'll tell you that much. Yes. Yeah, they get paid very well. <laughs> but I think it's not discussed because they're not. I've never conceived of them as reviews in the same way that we have reviews. They're, yeah, they're focus tests. Way. They're yeah. feedback. It's it's a consultant right. giving you feedback. That's a different thing. And like Analyst. everybody pays everyone for that. Like 
it's a part of the development cycle for movies, for games, for music a lot of t- like it's just part of the process like it's the same thing as a focus group except you're getting a focus test from a knowledgeable expert in the field. Uh, well, that's that what consultants the, are. <laughs> yeah, that was part of the Ubisoft thing too. Remember we were talking about that earlier? Like one of their issues is that like they were kind of just sort of relying on one source. You know, it's like, oh, they're a guy. You know, he likes this and that, and he doesn't like the, these other things. And yeah. like, oh, we've been listening to this one guy a little bit too much. Yeah. Or even five people is too much. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I do wonder about that blood. I wonder about the people who. I think of I think of like Mass Effect three, right? And the reviews are probably like, "This is amazing. This is an achievement of video game. Like the standards have been reestablished." And they just don't expect the backlash that comes out because their internal reviews were good or something. I wonder if that just happens a lot. I like if I were to start a company like Marcus Beer or whatever has that does this, mm-hmm. I would have I would like intentionally hire people with like the most polar opposite like disparate tastes and there'd be like six of them and they would all play Mm -hmm. the thing and like one guy hates open world and one one person like hates like story cutscenes, you know whatever and then like the nexus you'd hand in a report with like you know the nexus of all of their opinions and say like yeah it's a six (laughs) well i think that's why you they probably need people that are you know external you know i'm yeah. then, you know they probably have their internal people too but you need external people in order to have this sense that they're going to tell it to you straight not because you know they have lunch with you know the lead animator every right. every wednesday or whatever so uh, do you yeah. think do you think bleeding edge had internal reviews i kind of assume that everything does I, yeah, yeah i, I, I would too I, I i would think that unless you're like really small indie game you probably do like yeah. i think that was a big launch that was not turned out to not be a big launch intentionally and maybe wisely right and i wonder if they did have internal reviews that are like hey like you know it's a fun game but it's just not gonna do anything uh don't invest too much marketing dollars into this it kind of seems like that's the system working yeah. in a way seems like they didn't market that thing at all right right mm-hmm. I barely even knew it was out. And sometimes we're mad, right? Sometimes I like this game was great. Why didn't they market this more? But generally, you know, for the most part, there isn't that discrepancy too many times. And it can sound creepy when you hear about stuff like this or you find that somebody's working for a company or that somebody, you know, because it always cracks me up when I would talk to someone who, like, I know has been a journalist or I know is in game dev and then just hasn't, you know, hasn't made a game or hasn't written something in a really long time. And I'll like, talk to them at the party and they're like, oh, yeah, is that developer doing that? Yeah, I checked that out a couple years ago. And I'm like, you did what now? And they're like, yeah, yeah. I went, went to their place and played it and just like, ah, but they... <laughs> count the developers count on that person knowing like oh yeah we can bring them in because we know like who are they going to talk to like they're just not that's not what their lives are that's not what their jobs are they're not like constantly under pressure like all the lights are on the cameras on i gotta remember not to talk about that thing that actually that can actually get really tricky with us uh you know blood where you message out something like we got this code everyone shut up about it and like we can't say yeah, anything nobody's saying because anything. those things are oh, like week by week Whereas if you're in the situation that Amanda gets in sometimes where she'll be in a video game and then to like a two years will go by and she's like, oh, that's 
still coming out? Yeah, I freaking forgot what that was, but I'm in it, you know. And um, so yeah, these people, just because of leaks and, and PT, right? <laughs> uh, just because of leaks and everything, like they have to sell themselves as being off the grid, you know, just being far apart from. You never hear me talk about anything. It's not just oh, I'll talk about all these other things that I know about the industry, but I'll just keep quiet about your game. It's like I'm just, I'm not a part of the conversation, man. Right. I, I think where people get concerned is, you know, that is because, you know, being quote unquote mock reviews, that means like it becomes the career path, you know, that like a lot of people after they've worked at an outlet for a long time, like an IGN or a GameSpot or, or, or whatever, they eventually, you know, they get to this situation where they've hit the ceiling and like the only way that they're going to be able to make more money, take care of their family or whatever is you know, to become a consultant like this. So people you go feel like as a reviewer, they're trying to butter themselves up with publishers. Whereas I don't think m most people probably think of it that way. And then going back to kind of what, what Ian was saying, like, I don't think that it necessarily benefits you to be the guy saying good things about somebody's games. Like they want you to find the holes. They want you to figure out what are we doing wrong right now so that we won't have that being said in the real reviews. Well, I mean, Marcus, you brought up Marcus Beer, and it's like he seems like a person with the perfect disposition for this kind of task because it's like he's not going to sugarcoat right. this. He's going to say, this is terrible, and here's why. Money, please. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I also don't look at these <laughs> things as like a bug review. You're either coming at this right. from a pactor perspective where it's just like, uh, I'm looking at the market and it doesn't look like it needs something like this right now. You know, it doesn't look like the audience is there or if the audience does exist and they're excited about these products, they have this game already. They're not going to jump ship or buy something or they don't know who you are or, you know, there's just no name. There's nothing to like exciting to get it attached to or just fundamentally this just doesn't work. This just like I don't know. It reminds me of this other game, or something. you know, it's like they these people I always consider to be kind of like drawing board, where they're like, okay, I can completely take a step back from this, because that's the other thing too. Is like, you know, a lot of times when we hear about maybe people getting on the ground floor in terms of bug testing and stuff, like the game's already like a lot of work has been done. These people are being brought in like really at the concept phase. So it's like these people aren't as valuable for like, you know, the, the God of War 2018 because it's just like that's just this is just going to happen. <laughs> you know, this is we we need the creative minds behind this franchise, behind this vision of this character to really just run with this. Whereas it's when for we marketing have, teams. Right. Yeah. If we have some, like bleeding edge, some brand new IP, brand new thing specifically going at a multiplayer audience. Are they there? Does it do that? You know, just just like if I bring you in your room and all of a sudden it's like, ta-da, here's this game. And you're like, oh, it, uh, the only taste that I've ever really gotten of this is like Judges Week. When we'll like legitimately walk into a room and be like, what? <laughs> like, I didn't know, what? What a crazy thing you're working on? There's still Judges Week games I've played that have never been announced. <laughs> you know, That's funny, they were, Jones. There was that kind of thing. They were just like, yeah, we're... And they sell it that way at the meeting. They're like, they don't play it up like, welcome to the future of multiplayer. They're just like, nah, here's a fun thing that we're doing and... You know, sometimes those work, sometimes they don't. I just, I would love to hear stories. We don't hear like marketing background stories too many times. I'd love to hear about the discrepancies. The reviewers sure. who trashed a game mm -hmm. that turned out to be huge or the, they just loved a game that turned out to be trash. I would just, I want to hear those stories. Uh, Demon Souls, right? They didn't believe oh, in yeah. Demon Souls? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I Everyone mean, Shuhei Yoshida even yeah. says he, like, hey, man, I, I messed up. After the fact, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think from that whole retro when we did that, that was one of the, the, the big standout moments. I was like, I didn't know that. Yeah. Good on him. Oh, yeah. Well, that, I didn't know Shuhei specifically, but, I, like, for me, it was, like, it was nostalgia because we were, 
we were there. We were at that TGS, you know? We were like, what is this crappy-looking game? It's <laughs> <laughs> cool. And then we imported it, and Ryan Stevens is I'm taking this home. I'm like, what? Okay. Yeah, my friend imported a Korean version of it because it was in English. He was yeah, like, I think it was like a Hong Kong it. version or Asian. Yeah, yeah. Asian was what it was called, yeah. Yeah. Hardcore, and he man. was just like, this is awesome. <laughs> uh... Next one, next uh, next entry. Uh, I got the news that my uncle passed away suddenly over the weekend. Even though he wasn't showing the usual signs, his body tested positive for COVID-19. Mm-hmm. He was the only fam- family member above my generation that was also into video games. In his honor, and to finally do something about the pandemic, I got into Folding at Home. It's a program that will basically turn your own computer into one of hundreds of thousands running incredibly complex simulations for protein folding to help find treatments or maybe even a cure for certain viruses, including COVID-19. I figure it might be nice to get the word out because many podcast listeners can feel useless against this virus, but probably have computers. Just look up foldingathome.org. It's very easy to set up and you don't have to run it nonstop, just whenever you feel like it, or you can choose to have it run while your computer is idle. The client will take a few minutes to find a project, run for about an hour, uh, you'll know when it's running because you probably hear your CPU fan speed up, and then stop when until it finds another project or you click stop. Shout out to the uncles in their late 60s that still have the original issue of Nintendo Power and will take time to talk to you about their experience playing Breath of the Wild, even if they haven't played a game since pokemon red love and respect joe hmm. yeah that one starts devastating but like yeah. gets to a really interesting point that i'm like heck yeah let's talk about thank I you for sharing that joe that's great yeah I've, yeah I've got that on my computer i've been doing that actually nice right nice. i love that cool. right because we are powerless and it's just like hey there's i mean you can do this you know i love that great yeah. just go to the site and just set it and do it and that's it pretty yeah you can download a thing and yeah, it, but it came out pretty early on the PS3. I love folding at home was on the yeah. yeah. The the screensaver doesn't work on my computer. Maybe it works on someone else's, but uh, I don't think it really works. So it'll show a, a display that isn't really doing anything. But like, if you look on the little web interface, it'll say like doing this much and whatever. Yeah. Uh, well, when I started it, it didn't have a drop down for coronavirus specifically, but it, you just say do whatever you want, basically. Uh, maybe they added one. I haven't looked at it in a couple of days, but it's cool. Yeah. Basically, like donating your processing power. I think that's genius. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's awesome. Uh, let's play a game. This Starting game is hear about wild. Your uncle, by the way. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, this, yeah. The worst. Um, okay, so we had. <laughs> so uh, Easy Allies hit 250 reviews. Nice. We have some interest. We had two interesting games uh, based off of this, or, or one was more like factoids. But this one, this one's wild to me. This is going to be crazy. Okay, I love stuff like this. From Alexander Zirinov. Hello, allies. At the time of, of writing, you and are one review away from the milestone of 250 reviews, and I think we hit it with Resident Evil Resistance. <laughs> nice. Um, I cut that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, here's the game. Oh, we might. I'm not sure that we exactly got there. Oh, okay. Because someone else said we hit 250, so we might be at 249, which one, this one says. Okay. This one yeah, says Yeah, because I think one of those videos in the playlist is the review scores are changing. Because, oh. Oh. Here, yeah, here, here's the game. I've read all 249 review. review scripts, so that might be the case. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, <laughs> picked read words. all of them? 
Yeah, read all of them, picked words and phrases that are used only by a single ally. Yeah, there we go. What? Exposed. So I'm going to read this phrase, and you yeah. have to pick who is the who, only person yeah. to ever who use this phrase yeah. the in most. reviews. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Jonathan, I have a little bit of advantage, but okay. A little Everybody bit. Everybody says yeah. bolsters. Here's the thing. You're going to have no idea because they're actually inconspicuous. First one, sure. it's see. possible. Jones. There's one person who wrote it's possible in 17 different reviews. Ben. It's Ben. Oh. Tell me, it's what? How would you even? How would you even guess that? I read every single script. <laughs> <I> read, <laughs> right? Yeah. But it's possible as innocuous. Who's? How are you not going to say it's possible? It's and Ben possible. is the only person to ever write it's possible in a review. I've That's never read it's possible once. Well, you I, clearly haven't. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I feel like I've never I mean, read it once. That's crazy. But yeah. Now that you say Ben, I can I can hear it. All right. Well, it's possible that blah blah blah. Yeah. yeah. Mm, true. The same is true. Damiani. The, the same is true. Damiani, yeah. Or Brad? Or That's another that? Ben. Oh, another Damn. Ben. Oh, Are these yes. all Ben? They're not all Ben. <laughs> so Ben said the same is true in 11 different reviews. Funny. <laughs> I love these this game. phrases. Okay. <gasps> Lastly. That's me, 100%. Huber. How did you It is Huber. Yeah, 100%. How, I use it all the time. Why is Huber the only person saying lastly? <laughs> why? Because <laughs> every one of his paragraphs begins with firstly, secondly, thirdly, thinking fourthly, like a, fifthly. thinking almost like a list, yeah. I mean, that's how I learned to write essays. Uh, ten <laughs> reviews have said lastly in them. Nice. Mm -hmm. wow. I gotta, I gotta put, or la I'm gonna intentionally put all of these into <laughs> yeah. my next review. <laughs> all of them in oh, one review? Oh, just to kill the game? Yeah. That'd it can be never so exist funny. again. Some sort of... Some sort of Brad. suicide squad. Some sort of. Is that Brad? Me? <gasps> That's Ben too. <laughs> oh. Damn you, Kyle. Ben did that in nine different. How is that Ben? Some sort of is only some Ben. What was it? It was some sort of, and what was the first one that was weird? Um, the other Ben one. It's possible. Yeah, it's, it's possible and some sort of. Like what is? It's possible. It's some sort of. I can't it's picture so some sort of been made yeah. in this game. I love huh. this. It's possible. It's yeah. difficult. Zamiani. <laughs> Wait, me. Ben. That's Damn, ben what's this Ben game? <laughs> what? what is that? Mix him up, Kyle. <laughs> what's this Ben? This weird. That's what makes it random. That's what's good about this. Yeah. <laughs> so Ben said it's difficult in nine different reviews. No one else said the words. Okay. It's difficult. Well, but he's using it in the like. It's difficult yeah, yeah. to say if. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Difficult to underestimate that. or over. It's not a ben complete is, sentence. It's, it's never. Difficult. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's never thought a game was difficult. All right, next one I actually love. Each upgrade. <laughs> That's happened enough to chart? It's happened nine different times for this Damiani. one person. Damiani. Damiani. It's me or Brad. It's Brad. Brad. It's Huber. It's Huber. Oh, Huber. Huber is into the upgrades. I Huber love loves upgrades. upgrades. Each yeah. upgrade. Yeah. yeah. I love... love feel it. Yeah. Can you think of some reviews where you said each upgrade? Resident Resistance. Maybe even Resident Evil 3. No Resident Evils. <laughs> no Resident Evils? <laughs> Evil Within 2, though. Nice. That counts, right? <laughs> Ratchet and Clank, obviously. Nice. Uh, God of War. Oh, he essential upgrades. Vampire, Control, Dead Cells, Doom, the original. Or not the original, okay. but the one from two years ago. Yeah. Uh, Rage 2, yeah. Each upgrade. Yeah, I, I had forgotten that Huber had done that Doom review. Yeah. Yeah. Alright, this might be a personality quirk. Was that Quite four years few. ago? Was that 2016? Yeah, it was a while ago. 16, yeah. Yeah. Quite Say a few. it again? Quite a few. 
That's me. It's probably Ben again. Me? It's Ben. It's Ben again. Oh, Damn it! Again? <laughs> I just need to say Ben every time. Well, he uses he uses these little phrases we're learning. Quite a few. It's, who would have picked up on that phrase? Okay. Some sort of. It's possible. Some sort of. Yeah, next, next time I'm on Frame wait, wait. Trap, we can, should at all the just talk this, about mm-hmm. Bossman, at the end of this, can we see... Can you read them all and we can see if we can make a sentence out of them? <laughs> all the, all the Benisms. Okay. Yeah. All the Benisms. Yields. Yields, I love that word. That's humor. I love that word. It is a yields. good word, dude. Good. Nobody uses yields. words. It's Doing like a iconic for humor. B. Yeah. We everybody all of y'all love bolsters and bolstered. That yeah. comes up in our stuff. It's a too lot. many different reviews, right? Yeah. Like nobody nobody has yeah. claim over bolstered. Mm. Um <laughs> a nice addition. Brad. That, yes. Me? Nailed it. Bullseye. Brad? It's Brad? Yes. Wow. He said a nice addition in eight different reviews. Why do all these seem like Damiani nice to me? Yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but it's none of them. A decent number. I think that might be me. That's Jones. It's Brad. It's Brad. Damn it. Hmm. <laughs> this is hard. This is extremely hard. <laughs> yeah. Manages to feel. Ben. Ben. Damiani. Michael Huber. Oh. 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 Manages to feel. Manages to feel, dude. You said it in Assassin's Creed Odyssey and Origins. They nice. both manages to feel <laughs> something. <laughs> okay. Right. Authentic, probably, or something like nice. true to the time or something. In just about every. <laughs> ben. What? I love this game. Ben. In, ben. in just about every. Ben. In just about every. <laughs> I mean, it's probably Ben. It's Damiani. Yeah, oh, damn it! Uh, I didn't guess Damiani. Just about every. Just about every. The Michael Damiani story. <laughs> no, yeah, I can hear him saying that. Okay, here's one that I'm positive I never. This is one does seem unique. I've never said this in my in my life. The early goings. Bloodworth. Blood. 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 No. That's da- blood. Is it Damiani? Bloodworth. It's Damiani. Uh, it's da- I was gonna say it's Damiani or Bloodworth for sure. Damn it! I thought that was blood for sure. Blood. You said Damiani, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you in know that's not you. Go- the okay. early goings. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Because Blood and Damiani are a lot about you're, they they tell the story of like how you're going through it. They're like, so, okay, okay. So I play this game. Here's what went down. Like it's definitely mm-hmm. that perspective. Yeah. It's like you know, you, you and Damiani are really good with writing something where like your opinion might change over time. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, the early uh, goings. Yeah. Have a few. Only one person has ever used the phrase "have a few" in in all of the Easy Allies reviews. Have a few. Have my, a few. My guess is Jones, Brad, or Huber. But it is Brad. Yeah. Uh, have a few. Huber, why don't you like few. the phrase "have a few"? Have, like, what, I need the context. I know. Me too. Is right. it like have a f- have few? We have did a few. have you a might, few. Yeah, you, yeah, we did. You might have or, a few issues pop up when you're trying to log yeah. on or something. Or, sure. Yeah, okay. There I like that. It is. There it is. Yeah. You may uh, have a yeah. few, yeah. Yeah, because I think sometimes, yeah, he he definitely tries to to separate and like talk about like with with bugs and frame rate and stuff. Mm, you might have. He'll a few talk bugs. about it as like personally, this is what happened. Not necessarily that it's going to happen every time, but yeah. Nice. Uh, can be used for. Can ben. be used for. That. It's Huber. Me. Oh, Huber. Oh, Huber. How did you know you said that? That's just something I've written. I know I've written that. <laughs> Proud of you, Huber. <laughs> yeah, I know yeah, I've written I that remember. Down. Okay. 
So it's going to get harder because now we're down to these phrases have only existed in four reviews, but it's oh still just God. one person. Okay. Okay. The game does a good job. Me. Ben. It's Brad. Ben? It's Brad. Oh, Brad. It's Brad. The game does a good job. Is a brand new. <laughs> no way. Is a brand so new. Cornered the market. There's only you one person. It. He's cornered the market on it. Is a brand new. Yeah. Huber? It's Brad. Oh, okay. Oh, it's Brad. Brad's got a lot of these now. Yeah. Is a brand new game from blah, blah, blah. Or is a brand new you yeah. know, vision for the franchise or something. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The co-op. <laughs> Huber. What? <laughs> the co-op has only been said by one reviewer. Huber Damiani? Daniel Bloodworth. Bloodworth! Yeah, nice. From what game? For, for How Forza is that Horizon not 3, said by Huber? Forza Horizon 4, Luigi's Mansion 3, and Splatoon 2. The co-op. How did I not say that no in the Mac 2 review? No or the idea. Way Out review. Did you yeah. say co-op? Yeah. The, yeah, the it has co-op. To the co-op. Damn it. Ah, okay. The right. co-op. This one, I feel like, should be easy. That being said... Damiani. 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 <laughs> A range of different. <laughs> this game is long, but I love this it. This is to death. amazing. No, this is great. Uh, I say that's me. That is you, Bloodworth. Hey, nice. <laughs> a range of different. A range of different. Uh, Kunai, you did that as recently. He likes his options. Yeah, a range of different games. abilities. So you can tell. Is virtually. Ben. Is no, 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 no. Huber Damiani? Brandon Jones. No. Jones hasn't really had any, huh? Jones hasn't I haven't had, had any one. in here. Uh, Which is good, probably. Is that, that one me, then, is I guess? Is it Brad, then? It's Damiani. I said uh, Damiani. Yeah, you did. You said this or Damiani, but yeah, it's Damiani. It feels good to... Me. There it is. That is Jones. Jones oh. yeah. <laughs> is the horses. Feelings. We, mm-hmm. we, it feels good to ride the horses, right? Yeah. Remember this? Yeah. And Red Dead Redemption 2 is on here. That's funny. So, Jones, you've done that three different times. It feels good, dude. I'm, I'm, what were the other two? I'm hungry uh, to do it again. Days Gone, Far Cry 5. Yeah. It feels is it good, always, Is it always about riding something? <laughs> yeah. It, uh, for sure, dude. Motorcycle, horse, and what do you ride? Trucks? I don't know. <laughs> In Shoot. slow motion. In slow Huber. motion? In slow motion. Me? Yes, Jones. <laughs> So he did that for Days Gone, Red Dead Redemption 2, and Steep. Okay. Like you can allow you to shoot in slow motion? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I guess you do do the slowing down time for Red Dead Redemption 2. Yeah, and the stunts and Steep. I wonder wonder how else you would say that. Look up how other people describe it. That's how Huber would say it. You can customize. Yeah, bullet time. Wait, you can customize? It's only been said by one person in three or four reviews? In three reviews, I think yeah. that's This is me. That's no, Huber. I think that's me again. It is Jones again. Yeah. Jones. We, we've, we've, we've reached the Jones zone. Each one of these is good, though, Jones. But it's, it it's like Huber said. It, it, when that bell rings, you're like, oh, wait. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. that's really well put. That. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense you're, to me. <laughs> you remember your yeah. little fingers yeah. typing that. All right, there's only three left. <laughs> Crazy. This next no one, one is that. Wow. Very funny to me. Exactly. Here we go. Canisters. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. Blood or Damiani? Or it's about exploding canisters, and that's like Huber. <laughs> no, I say like barrels. Oh yeah, you'd say barrels. Yeah. It's Jones. He's the only person talking about canisters. <laughs> canisters. <laughs> this has got to be so Which specific. Games? No, this has got to be game specific. Crackdown three. Days Gone, Horizon Zero Dawn. 
canisters. What canisters? <laughs> what canisters are in Horizon? What canisters are in Days yeah, Gone? I don't know about that one. <laughs> I'm what curious. I don't know. Canisters. <laughs> but if you're, if you, <laughs> just, I just, I just, our poor buddy Alexander's there enough. I just imagine him just literally canisters, canisters, canisters. Wait a minute. No, no. Wait a minute. Yeah, I wonder if be... some of these are like spawned out of like some having software. a hard time translating something. I have to believe it was some software, right? That you can cross-reference. It's not, to a, find it's not a beautiful. Phrases. It's not a beautiful mind. He's got them all taped I up on his know. walls. Canisters, I canisters, imagine canisters, you canisters. paste them all into one document and use like find or something. I don't know. And I bet there were some really funny ones that were just ruined by one person also using that phrase. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Canisters is a damn. You got to pull canisters. I'm bringing it back. The only human being in this company who has written canisters. Just one shirt. Multiple canisters. Not just once. Okay. It's it's not offensive. It's not like non-descriptive. It's just <laughs> yeah. weird. It's just a weird it's just a word. Weird word. So like, specific. It's a really specific choice. Because sometimes you know you somebody says something. Somebody will tell me I, I say something irregardless. You 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 know yeah. Ian. You finally slapped that one uh, out of me. Oh uh, yeah. And that was my yeah. mom. Like I'm will be around my mom now. And she's like, well, irregardless. And I'm like, I'm not gonna. At her age, I, just uh, mom own it. Just make yeah. it. Just do your best. Get out there in the world and see how many people you can get to say you regardless. But me, I'm gonna, you know, hunt for the right thing to say. John, I want to write want your canister of applesauce. <laughs> but the canister, where did it come? Where did it come from? Who put? What? What? What it's college course word. was I There's in? Nothing like, canister, like. Or what game called it canister? It was yeah, canister, so canister called the menu, canister, and then I yeah. wrote honestly, it into one it's review. It's more weird to me. Then, it's more weird to me that these things have not been used by the by other people. people. For sure. Yeah. 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 I typed in video game canisters. Okay. <laughs> and the thing that popped up were three videos of Lego Batman. <laughs> <laughs> Lego no Batman must have why. canisters. Yeah. yeah. Uh, at the center of Ben Damiani. Ben. At the center of. Yeah, I'm going to say Ben. Daniel Bloodworth. Ooh. I was thinking it might be me, yeah. Why didn't you say so? <laughs> don't know. We all get the points if you don't guess it, Blood. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> What's the score? <laughs> Last one. Giving you freedom to... Ben. Me. It sounds like Ben or Damiani to me. Don't Daniel Arnie. Bloodworth. Oh, oh Nice. Oh, interesting note, the freedom. Giving you the um, freedom too. All right, so it's Forza Horizon 3. Giving you the freedom too. Mm-hmm. Forza nice. Motorsport 7. And Observation, which you don't have yeah. a lot of freedom in. Giving you the freedom to enjoy the scenery. Yeah. Ooh, nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Enjoy yeah. the environments. Enjoy the mood. Wow. That's how Bloodworth spins them. <laughs> so loved that game. That's that's too that's navel gazing, yeah. hardcore, but I just loved it to death. <laughs> well, not for us. We we're uninvolved. You and I. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Bossman. That was fun. Um actually this next one's navel gazing too, but I need to know the answer. Love it. Uh hi allies. One of my favorite e- easy isms has always been your ability to coin weird phrases and in-jokes, which the community thereafter never seems to forget. (laughs) When I first started following your content back in 2016, I found that a great way to get caught up on this absurd lingo was through the launch marathon Monopoly stream. 7.8 Street, The Goddess, Crunch Court, Uneasy Alliance Avenue, Taco Pizza Parkway, Must Be Nice Midway, Backdoor Shady Road, etc. While some of the phrases have obviously persisted more so than others, I still feel that it was a great introduction to the Allies as a whole over time. 
I have then learned the meaning, meaning of many of these phrases, as well as their context and origin. However, there is one phrase whose meaning and origin has completely eluded me for years. At the center of. <laughs> we will give you the freedom to enjoy yes. this meme. <laughs> Allies, I would greatly appreciate if you could explain break for me. <laughs> <laughs> I've been trying to Huber figure to it out one. for a while. <laughs> it seems to be a direct reference to something. The intonation also sort of matches yeah. the way Huber sometimes yells yeah. Franklin James. <laughs> Franklin James! <laughs> Which seems to be another reference I don't understand. However, the phrase is so generic that I can't find a good result <laughs> online. Other conversations have implied that Franklin James is a strange portmanteau of for England James, but makes no sense. No matter how much I speculate, I can't find the answer. Allies, please, what is the meaning of break for me? <laughs> was it was, Break uh, for Me originally? Or was it, it something it, else? It, it dates back to game trailers. Yes. Yeah. I'm not even sure I know the origin of this. Well, it's the. I it, feel like it's a cross between something with the Christian Bale. Yeah, it's Good the Bale. It's the Bale. Yeah, that's the yeah. Same intonation, but where did Break for Me come from? What I were you feel playing? Like it was it was Ruari, like RHD or something. It was a stream at GT, I think. Totally a stream. Yeah. I thought it was something Huber yeah. was, Huber's trying to get the game to buckle. <laughs> right? You were trying to like make a game break and you said break for me. <laughs> break for me. And then I feel like someone in chat though said break for me first said break for me first and then we just adopted the christian bale because we were doing the bail correction this is gonna be it was a group stream we were in detail we were doing bail like the whole group stream yeah. so when yeah. it came up yeah. with a you know three you know syllable it whatever, was a defy <laughs> and it fit it yeah. was a it was a defy era second building wow. stream definitely for sure. Second building. Second building. It was wow. when we were in the SAG building. In the closet. Yeah. yeah. We were in the closet. Yeah. Because I remember we were streaming in the green screen room. Yeah. And at chat, I remember chat <clears throat> saying, break for me over and over again. And then I, I think I like came in late and I was like, what the hell's going on? What is this? <laughs> and then everyone was saying break for me for days and I didn't yeah. know what the hell was going on. It's still very funny. Yeah. Uh, Jones, we didn't used to do group streams, dude. We didn't used to. Oh usually, right, yeah. All of us oh, on right. camera for one live stream never happened before Easy Allies. Right. Well, uh, at the very no, end of game until Dawn. Until Dawn. Mm, true. That was, I think, the first one. Yeah. How weird is that? Um. Yeah. I mean, well, uh, one of the other things too is that like, at game trailers, like a lot of streams were sort of not really official. <laughs> yeah, they were low key. Yeah. yeah but uh, no, I mean, like literally, like you'd do this after work. Yeah. yeah. And then people would be there until, you know, whatever, seven to nine or whatever like that. Um, did did I do they also want to know the Franklin James We one? should explain Franklin James, yeah. Yeah, what's Franklin, that? So Franklin James is... <laughs> <laughs> I love yelling gold, the GoldenEye quote of Sean Bean, for England, James, blow them all to hell. Mm -hmm. So Kyle and I were streaming something... And I just blurted it out like I do, yelled it really loud, like, Franklin James, put them all to hell. And that sounds like Franklin James did. It does sound yeah, like Franklin Bossman, James. It does. So Bossman goes, <laughs> Huber, what? For who's Franklin James? 
Also, I just lost it. Worth adding on to this, many, many years later, I think just last year, I watched Goldeneye, and that's not the line. It's yeah, what is the exact line? Okay, what is the exact line? See, he, he says, for England, James, right? And when he's like, when it like, not shoot himself, but he like sacrifices himself, right? Yeah. And then later on says, blow them all to hell. <laughs> Se- them all separated hell. by like 60 seconds. But Damn. Huber makes it one line every time. <laughs> for England, James, <laughs> blow them all to hell. Well, for England, James is the, that's their, that's the first thing you he, see them say to each other and the last thing they say to each yes. other. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he, when he drops like him, he says, for England, James, for and he says, no, for me. Um, 10 out of 10. But also, uh, I think you're using also the same intonation as for pity's sake. For, for pity's sake. Give them a moment. Yeah. It's like give the them same, a moment. Yeah. It's, it's the same thing. <laughs> same actor, at least. Same actor, yeah. exactly. It's all connected. Um, I would so like to works. play another game. Oh, yeah. This is a game okay. that we Huber's, must play. Uh, before we move on, I just want to say that Huber's intonation and inflections have infected all of our speech oh, patterns oh, in a way that I don't, I've never experienced with another human <laughs> yeah, being. Yeah. Like, we all just talk like Huber now. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Um, it's okay, I'm still looking. There's just, I he's a worm. too many. He just get me. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, he's like a, a linguistic virus from Snow Crash or something. Las Plagas. <laughs> Uh, one moment, one moment. Man, okay, there we go. Oh, I, like, stuffed these in the wrong spot. I just spot. imagine my neck cocking to the side. It opens up, and Huber's head is like, dude! Like, pops out. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Franklin James! Franklin James! Fill them all to hell! I want to watch Goldeneye now. Oh, yeah, seriously, me too. Jones, me too. <laughs> Worth a rewatch, definitely. Yes, um, the best. That Amazon thing, man. I think that Goldeneye, you could get that at Goldeneye <laughs> on Amazon Prime, man. Yeah, is I think that's how there? I saw it. I don't think it was free, but I think that's how I saw it, yeah. yeah. Um, mm. uh, just to be clear, we will be doing Love and Respect next week, because you're paying for it. Uh, well, the $5 patrons are paying for it. Uh, but I definitely had to get this in last time we have a panel. A game that we must play. Pokemon or Real Animal? Yes! yes. Uh, this, of course, comes from Tanner Methvin. Here we go. Despite having gills, they can't live in water nor in dry areas. However, they do live, wherever they do live has to be damp. Real. real. Wherever they do live has to be damp. Yeah, this is, I'll go real. It's probably a mud puppy or something. It is real. It's called a pill bug. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. They have caught one of those in Animal yeah. Crossing. Oh, gross, Jones. <laughs> those live up in they? Wisconsin. I've seen gross? Those. The little guy, yeah. they pop out of the, the rocks. Just little bugs. You ever play with those when you're a little kid? Yeah. Yeah. Little bugs. I don't think those are out here. Oh, no, he's not from here. Bloodworth. Yeah, Bloodworth is from a damp area. Well, yeah. they're in Wisconsin, too. Okay, cool. No. This reminds me of uh, Better Call Saul, Bossman. What part? Caught in a prairie dog trap. They're <laughs> just like weird animals I've never heard of. <laughs> I get it. A prairie dog? I 100% get it. It's like a meerkat. Yeah, I've never heard that. But Prairie like, dogs. it's the kind of thing you would. There's no writer who's capable of thinking of lines like that without ta- consulting somebody. Yeah, yeah, for, yeah, like where did you pull that yeah. from? Exactly. All right. Don't it you sh- remember in the movie Rat Race when she says she's Prairie Dog in it? Prairie. Oh, I heard. I feel I've like you've heard of Prairie Dogs yes. like all throughout westerns and stuff. Yes, true. I have heard that expression. I guess I was just thrown off because it was an actual animal rather than an expression. I think at the beginning right. of Indiana Jones 4, that's a prairie dog. It's a prairie dog. The joke. A CG prairie, prairie comes dog. Comes up out of the little 
It's, it's not yeah. a mountain this time, it's a pile of dirt, which is a good allegory for the movie. Anyway, yeah. moving on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's that part of the mask where Shrek says that he's got a turtle head popping out. Is it's that the same it. thing? Yeah. Okay. Um, it shakes its head back to front, causing its antennae. Is that how you pronounce multiple of antenna? Antennae? Okay. Yeah. Uh, to hit each other and sound like a xylophone. That Pokemon. Is, that's a Pokemon. That's a Pokemon. That's a Pokemon. Ah. That's Cricketot. Cricketot. Ba- bad Pokemon. Do not like Cricketot. Oh. Oh, okay. Yeah. No way any antennae are making noises like that. The, most insects rub their legs together to make Oh, noises. that's how you make the... Yeah. His legs? Mm-hmm. Got it. Yeah. Uh, when scared, it cries. Its tears pack the chemical punch of 100 onions. That's a Pokemon. Too easy. No, that's real. Oh. What? It's Pokemon. Oh, oh man, oh. I was hoping it was real. Chemical punch of 100 onions? What are you two thinking of? <laughs> yeah. Like a little snail that's defense mechanism is like it gets sad. There's a lot of insects yeah. with chemical. Yeah. I, can, yeah. I can't imagine reading that in like a National Geographic. Yeah. The chemical punch, punch of 100 onions. Uh, Sobble, the, the new Pokemon who only cries. Oh, okay. Uh, as it digs, it swallows sand and stores it in its neck pouch. The pouch can hold more than 17 pounds of sand. Real. Pokemon. Pokemon. Judging by Kyle's face, that's a pounds? 17 pounds. That's 17 a real pounds. That sounds like a Pokemon. It's a Pokemon. Silicobra. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a new yeah, one. Yeah, 17 pounds is too much. That's, that's, yeah, it's too much. It is believed to be the first creature domesticated by man. What? I mean, that's a real. Dog. Real life. Yeah, real, yeah. This is probably a trick, though. Since so here's the thing. It sure. is real, but it's not dog. A uh, pig? Mm-mm. Good guess. Sheep? Ox? Mule? Sheep's Bird? a great guess. A bird. Well, no. it's got to be way back. Horse. Uh, Prairie dog. Don't tell us. Uh, goat. 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 Yeah. Black Philip. Circling right around it, Mister. Yeah, we said everything goat like. I, I would never have landed on goat. I never would have landed on goat. It'll make so much sense. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it it's does fine. make sense. You'll find an eye at the tip of each of its legs. Ugh. I hope that's a Pokemon. Pokemon. Oh, that's real. What is it? Is it like a starfish or a sea urchin or something? It's a starfish. Starfish, blood. dude. Blood. Yeah. Oh. Bloodworth. <laughs> Why do they have... Friend of the seas, Daniel Bloodworth. Aquaman <laughs> over here. I don't want to look at a starfish ever again. Yeah. Hey, wait. Are starfish... Can they, like... You can cut them and they just become two yeah. starfish? What's oh. that called? Os- it's not osmosis. Well, it sort of is. A regeneration? Yeah. That might yeah. be not entirely it. Ouroboros. It's called Ouroboros. Yeah. That's like the whole. It's like Angley's Hulk. That's like what that was all about. Oh. Yeah. That's what he based um, it on. Dude, Angley's Hulk shout out. Lures a prey. Movie. That's a bad movie. <laughs> yeah. Weird. Uh, lures prey with the sweet aroma of honey. Swallowed whole, the prey is melted in a day, bones and all. That's uh, a real fly trap, probably. Yeah, I'm gonna say Pokemon. Real. It sounds like or some a pitcher kind of pitcher plan. plan or something. Yeah. Please be real. Here's what I love about that: is that's the real thing. This is based off of. That's a Pokemon, Victory Bell. Oh, uh, but Got that's it. a yep, yep, yep. it's a pitcher yeah. plan. Victory Bell, savage. Yeah, sweet smell of honey swallows the prey whole within a day. Their bones are melted. Maybe it's too powerful. Yeah, yeah. Too powerful a day, for yep. real yep. life. Yeah, but yeah, that's that's a Pokemon. Okay. Its body sweats a pink fluid which acts as a moisturizer and antibiotic. The exact chemical properties of this blood sweat is still unknown. Real. Blood sweat. 
That's real. What is it? It's like a toad or something. I don't remember. It's Le Chief from Casino Royale. <laughs> Hippopotamus? Yes! Hippopotamus, dude. You knew the blood sweat! Yes! Yeah, the blood sweat. Streams. Yes, yeah. I learned about blood sweat because I was yep. making a hippo. I remember yeah. this. Oh my god. <laughs> so blood gross. sweat. The exact chemical properties of the blood sweat still on it. How is that possible? Go test the damn blood sweat, you scientists. It's like, hey, they did. They ran it and. Well, hippos I mean, are all dangerous. The machines. Yeah, hippos kill hundreds Can't of people. Can't get near every those year. things. <laughs> when it eats, its eyes move to its mouth to help push the food down its throat. Real. I could. See, that's like a, some kind of amphibian or a fish or something maybe. Pokemon. Pokemon. Ian, you're so close. What is this? Gina Davis in Beetlejuice. Yeah, it's a frog. Beetlejuice. Frogs do that. It's a frog? Yeah. Frogs do that. No, yeah, I remember seeing frogs huh. eat and their little eyes go when they swallow, and I never cool. thought about it. I just, yeah, that's cool. What frogs a weird way to evolve, right? Yeah, dude. Who thinks of that? Just like, oh, my eyes would help with this. <laughs> just like... <laughs> Dude, have you caught this weird, like, barrel-head fish yeah. or whatever, an animal yeah, crossing? Yeah, yeah, I looked that thing up. That is creepy. There's some nasty Did you see what Blathers had to say about it? What, why they have a, a oh see-through forehead, according Are to Blathers? Are you reading everything Blathers has to tell you? No. I read I this one because the fish was <laughs> okay. so weird. All right. But, yeah, I looked up the National Geographic video that talked about it, too. But, yeah, it's like, yeah, their entire, like, head is transparent. Their eyes are inside their head. So they can look up through their own head yeah, for predators. Yep. Yeah. Cool. I know. Yeah. So the Blathers also thought it was cool. I, I get it. I have get why you're listening to Blathers. Have I, you ever seen cave fish in real life, boss? Yeah, yeah. Where they're mm -hmm. like, they have in no pigment because light never touches them, mm -hmm. so they just never bothered. Cool. And they don't have eyes anymore. Yeah, and they don't have cool. eyes. They're, they're, they don't have eyes, and they're just see-through because they don't need melatonin or whatever to protect them from the sun or whatever yeah it's cool they're just completely transparent gay fish no, i mean translucent, I guess, the, the insides yeah you can see right into their insides wow they're neat uh, they're like foggy white sort of gray it mixes dirt with the saliva in its mouth to form a special kind of mud pokemon pokemon it sounds pokemon. like a wasp it pokemon both okay. yeah mudsdale Mm. Mudsdale. Mudsdale. I've been there. Yeah. It's a nice place. It remains asleep from birth to death as a result of the sedative properties of the leaves that form its diet. Real. Something that's just asleep its entire life. I'm saying Pokemon, but huh. Nah, real. How, how's it eating if it's asleep the whole time? Yeah, how right. you fighting if it's asleep? How you put something asleep in Pokemon if it's already asleep? <laughs> it's gotta be. A What's the battle strategy there? <laughs> I got him. <laughs> Didn't think of that one, did you, Bossman? It's a Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> Kamala. Kamala's the koala who is always asleep. I was gonna say it sounds. For some reason, I was thinking of a koala. So, John, there's some yeah. there's some moves you can do while you're sleeping. Yeah, he's just always the Pokemon. It just yeah. comes out. Mm. Okay. From birth to death. I have so, more to learn. I guess I <laughs> guess when the new one is born, as it hatches out of the egg, your responsibility as a trainer is to stuff the leaves into its mouth so that it falls asleep. And then palpate its throat <laughs> oh to <my> go down. 
It's how we care for our Pokemon. All right, last one. <laughs> That's uh, messed up. They have been seen exploding if they are unable to pass gas after eating bad food. It's real. Humans. Real. Real. Humans. Stop Humans. Man. <laughs> Seagulls. Yeah. Oh yeah. Bolson pupfish. Whoa. Oh. What the heck. Cool just, it, bowls and pup uh, They're fish. also known as Mexican fish. Yeah, they just kind of... <laughs> just explode. I bet that is oh. so painful, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, for leading up to it? Even My with God. fish nerves. Even with fish nerves, I'm like, don't, don't mm -hmm. do that, dude. All right, all right, okay, okay. We got to wrap up this podcast. Uh, it's time for last week's bet. Um, Final Fantasy VII released last week on Friday. Uh, I'm going to go to the Q&A section of Final Fantasy Remake. Uh, actually, can someone else do that? Go to GameFAQs.com, type in Final Fantasy VII Remake, um, and go to the, yeah, the Q&A section for that. Um, how many questions will have been answered uh, on that portion? Um, Jones, you bet there would be 50 questions answered. Ask and answered. Uh, ben bet there would be 33. Damiani independently came up with the number 33. Ian, you bet 18. I bet 41. And the actual amount of answered questions is... Uh, so wait, I go to the Q&A section? Mm-hmm. Okay. And then like scroll to the bottom, and it should say all blank questions. Ian's nearly disappeared. It's like back to the future over here. Uh, 50. 50? Which would go straight what? to Jones. Nailed it. It says all 50 questions? Yeah, it says see all... They've all got answers. See all 50 answered questions. I don't know if that's counting okay. the Yeah, that's what we did that last are, week. Yeah. No, it does count it. Are here. I made sure it counts those. Yep. All okay. 50 is 50. Yep. You're missing one of the smuggest Joneses. I've, uh, see, this was my last right chance to win. Right on the nose. A hole in one. It feels good. This is my... Jones, For this a big was my number last, two, I bet the biggest. This was my last chance. I bet the biggest. I, I almost had it, Jones. Your bets, your podcast. <laughs> Give it uh, all to me! <laughs> brings uh, total scores to Gorgeous Gorilla's eight. Oh. 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 Sick I owls. Forgot what gorilla's Seven. We kicked your ass. <laughs> what? By it was one, one point. By one, yeah. Uh, so it's not over yet. <laughs> oh. Jones is going to do bets afterward, he said. I mean, I have a proposition. I think you should join Jones's team. Who, me? Yeah. Yeah, because I'm always on. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense. Oh, man. We'll We're going to do great, it. Jones. <laughs> You're only one point back. I think I think you can win the season. So wait, if you we swap me for Yeah. Oh, cool. I mean, you <laughs> can rename it if you want no, to. No, I want to make a sick owl noise. Great. All right. <laughs> so please look forward to that. Audience. From a sound effect perspective. Yeah, it's the it's best sound. <laughs> um, I don't know about the betting potential, but although wait a minute, hmm. I should I should take like a sixth of a point with me. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm leaving a, I'm leaving a winning team. Yeah, I get that. You know. Should we just flatten it out? <laughs> no, one, no. One okay, we right, should right. flatten point it out. One seven. Flatten it out. Next week, yeah, yeah, but this week we are still winning. This week, uh, Brandon wins. Yeah, yeah I right. know, Jones. I know you nailed it. You bulls died it. <laughs> I know. We know, uh, Jones. So Jones and I are doing a, a the, the torch passing uh, podcast next right. week. We're, we're not just going to bet against each other one on one. Uh, this, of course, means that this week we must do 
or worse. <gasps> Celebration tonight. Celebrate. Don't wait too late. Mm. No. We can't stop. You can't stop. You know we're gonna do it all right tonight. Hey, this feeling. Music's got me feeling the need. Need. Yeah. Come on. All right, we're gonna celebrate. Music's got me feeling so free. Celebrating, feeling so free. Gonna celebrate music. Celebrating, feeling so free. One more time, you just got me feeling so free. We're gonna celebrate, celebrate and dance so free. One more time, you just got me feeling so free. We're gonna celebrate, celebrate and feeling so free. One more time, you just got me feeling so free. We're gonna celebrate, celebrate and dance so free. One more time, you just got me feeling so free. We're gonna celebrate, celebrate and dance so free. One more. Or, or, Okay, so who wants in on this? Me. Okay, Jones. Waiting in line for groceries or talking to friends who have opinions about Tiger King. <laughs> Uh, talking to friends with opinions about Tiger King because you can do that over the phone. You don't have to be standing next to him. Mm, nice. Okay. Fair. 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 Who wants in next? Okay. Next. Okay. Aerith or Tifa? I'll <laughs> 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 uh, go with Aerith. Sure. Why? I'm afraid to say. Say it. Or is it a spoiler? It might be too much a spoiler. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you're oh. gonna lose or worse if you talk like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you're afraid to say why you picked somebody? Okay. All right. Sabotage. Who wants it next? Me. All right, Ian. Washing your hands for 20 full seconds or voting for Joe Biden? <laughs> why do I always why get the political ones? God <laughs> damn it! <laughs> um. God. Voting for Joe Biden because we fucking have to, man. This country is fucked. Michael Huber. Yo. Super glue or duct tape? <laughs> Dude. Come on. Duct Court tape. You. Why? <laughs> duct tape has tons of uses. And I like the way it sounds when you rip it from the the circle. That like mm. noise. Good that, sound. That is a, it's iconic that's a too. It's an iconic noise. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Huber has won or worse, obviously. Uh, it was very clear. Yeah. Blood. That was one of the worst or worse performances I've ever seen. <laughs> I'm going to be losing this or wars for months. After. Oh yeah, that was also yeah. Ian, I feel like you could have you could have had more justification there. You could have talked about washing your hands for 20 seconds. I mean, do the, both of these are necessities, frankly. I shouldn't um, have had to choose. <laughs> That's how Aura Wars goes. You'd have to choose. Okay, so this is really hard. I gotta get this right before we finish Aura Wars. Oh, I thought that was Ian. I thought you just had one of those on your desk. I have two in the other room. <laughs> okay, alright, we got this. We got this. Yeah, yeah, okay. Celebration! 
You know we're gonna do it all right tonight. Hey, this feeling, music's got me feeling this need, need. Yeah, come on. All right, we're gonna celebrate one more time. Music's got me feeling so free. Celebrate and dance so free. We're gonna celebrate, celebrate and dance so free. One more time, you just got me feeling so free. We're gonna celebrate, celebrate and dance so free. One more time, you just got me feeling so free. We're gonna celebrate, celebrate and dance so free. One more time, you just got me feeling so free. We're gonna celebrate, celebrate and dance so free. One more. <laughs> Or wars. Uh, there's five. There's five of those, and I bailed. I, I, that's a lack of commitment. <laughs> I stopped after two. I'm like, you know what? I can't shake. I can't shake the thing. This is actually. You see a guy do this in a band, and you're like, that guy sucks. And it's actually very hard to shake an egg. I uh, for the year two concert where yeah. we had a band. Uh, again, I had I had one of those, and I was supposed to do it during one of the songs, and I'd practiced it, and it sounded really cool, and then I forgot it backstage on the night. Damn. Oh no. Damn. <laughs> it was Can supposed to be yours? in my pocket, and it wasn't. Is there. yours nearby? Uh, it's in the other room. Other room. Uh, okay. All my music stuff's in my bedroom. Ian, do you like Pink Martini? Do you ever hear their stuff? Uh, I'm unfamiliar. They are they are a, they are a fun band. They play kind of they play music that has instruments like that. They play a lot of they have like a Latin flair, but they play a lot of different genres. And I saw them live one time, and they play so many different things and so many different instruments and styles that I think they play some songs where someone's just like a guitar, guitarist is like, "I'm out. I just don't play these instruments," or "I'm just this was the song that that guy wrote," and so I was yeah. just never involved in them. But I mean, we're here at the performance. And so, like, yeah, I feel he just grabs one of those and just, like, yeah. I'm not even mic'd. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah. but it, it just looks weird if I leave, you know, or mm -hmm. just whatever. Right. So. I always, I always <laughs> love it when they have to improvise. Like, I'll just give the drummer a massage right now. Acoustic guitar yeah. or something, yeah. That person's working way harder than I thought they were working. Right. Uh, 20 minutes ago. Cool, cool. Yeah. Uh, the person shaking the egg, props to you. You're working hard. Shout out. Shout, Shout out. out. Shout out to the person shaking the egg. And also... <laughs> You're missing this if you're a listener. The whole bit is the the group is meant to be like annoyed by how long or worse takes. But I felt like you were trying to support me through it yeah. and like bobbing your head. Mm -hmm. And that made it way worse mm -hmm. for me. <laughs> <laughs> I was just genuinely into it. Yeah. It was like it made it way, way worse for me. You, OK. All right. Well, and it's funny because we like, did it, guys. That, we did it. Yeah. That song. I'm very familiar with that song, but mm -hmm. I could not recognize it for the longest time at the beginning don't wait then, too late yeah and then once you got to the hook i was like oh of course well the, so then the other thing is we're going way behind the curtain um i used to think it was celebrate and the feeling so free celebrate the feeling so free but then i looked it up it's celebrate and dancing so free and then clearly mixed it up a thousand times as i was trying to sing this off the top of my head yeah yeah that was, that was rough Celebrate and dance for free. Not dance, <laughs> not for free. It's not for free. You can no. play Warframe for free. That's that, Hubris. That's what, how Hubris talks. You can play Warframe for free. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it is now time to end the podcast. Uh, Brandon Jones, 
You don't get a thing because you lost Aura Wars. <laughs> uh, Michael Huber, <laughs> you get to promote any Easy Allies video you would like to promote. <laughs> you got some shout outs? Okay. At least right. let me shout out, Kyle. Okay, I'll listen to your shout outs. I'll okay. humor your shout Thank outs. Thank you. I appreciate it. <clears throat> and after this, we're going. We got Ian and then me. I go after Ian. And then Blood, you go after me. And right. then Huber, you go after Blood. And then Kyle, you go last after Huber. So okay. I'm first. For the round. You're yeah. first. Blood, you're okay. after me. Huber, you're after Blood. You don't go got until it. Blood goes. And got Kyle, it. you're last. Okay? Got it. Got okay? it. Yep. Okay? Yeah. I'm focused. Indicate that you heard him, Huber. <laughs> Acknowledge. <laughs> you just had a look on your face. So that was like, I, I thought you saw the nod. I'm sorry. Oh, oh, oh. You're always in a gentle nod, Huber. There's always just, your face. Your face is always <laughs> nodding. Yeah. Shout out to Blue, Caleb, Togi Crawford, L. Fannis, Greg, the Dark Knight, Kettering, and Jesse Blue. Shout, shout out. out. Shout out. Shout out. Shout out. Better. We can do it again. <laughs> No, we that was perfect. That was great. Yeah, it was, was great. Like, I feel it wasn't like a ton of overlap, but it was... Huber wants another. He wants, another. wants another. You can't okay. deny it. If you, if you think it's good, it's good. It's good. I, I'm sorry. Well, no, I want to please you. Line. Too late now. Okay. Okay. I want to please you. Okay. Jesse Blue. Shout out. Shout out. Shout out. Shout out. That was better. That felt yeah, great. Yeah, that was really good. <laughs> Best we've done so far. Okay, so Huber, you won the right responsibility to share your Twitter handle with the world. You get to promote any Easy Eyes video you'd like to promote. You get the final word and anything you disagreed with just popped in your head and you want to reiterate. And you get to sign off with your trademark sign off. Wait, Jones bullseyed it and he doesn't get anything? No, he he, he didn't win Or Wars. Or Wars supersedes any bets. I love mm. it. Uh, at Michael P. Huber. Uh, video I want to promote is... What is that? It's disrespectful. Oh, 50. Bullseye. So, so listeners, you need to know what, what Jones is doing. While Huber gets his time, Jones just has his bet from last week. Who knows why he kept it? Um, he just has us on camera, is pointing at it with the smuggest face possible. Huber, please ignore that. The, the spotlight is yours. Uh, video I want to promote. So in the upcoming Huber syndrome, upcoming... There's a current one right now where I talk about environments and houses, but the upcoming one is all about you, everyone listening and watching. It's all about your animal housing, your animal crossing houses. So it's a community-focused animal crossing episode. Send your animal crossing clips to communityq at easyallies.com. Very clever. Uh, spell, spell Q. Q-U. E-U-E. Okay. Oh, yeah. All spelled out. Community Q. Great. I want to I wanted get all the, the allies' uh, Animal Crossing houses in there as well. Well, I was going to say this, uh, my next, not this week's easy update, but the next week's easy update was going to be sh touring my island and Sophia's islands. Ha, ha, ha. I oh, guess fine. I'll just show, send them to you now. <laughs> I can send both? you a clip. Yeah, I can make you a little clip. Yeah. Could be both. I could, yeah, I might just do community then and yeah. let you do the... Cool. It was exciting when you pointed at the camera and said you. Yeah. And now I got to look at Damiani's house. True. <laughs> yeah. Well, just, hey, we could do community. we could do hours for easy update. Yeah, exactly. All of you send me mm -hmm. tours of your islands. <laughs> easy allies. And then I'll throw cool. them in my episode. Oh, okay. 
Yeah. The funny thing is, is yeah, because I've been doing my streams as well, but I've been more focused on like the island itself than my my actual house. Just send me an, a short narrated video yeah. of yourself playing your island. But no, but I mean, like I'm because I did when I first started. Like I had like booting up the game from from start, and then I had a, a second one, and then I'm gonna do a, a last one when I like kind of basically have everything sort of cemented in place, like all ten houses. In one place. what? What are you nice. talking about? You streams. Oh. oh, stream. I thought you were resetting like, your houses. island, man. I thought you kept yeah. starting over. I was like, Bloodworth, oh, what? Oh, sorry, no. Okay. Whew. I just paid off my house. Completely. Nice. Last that one. feels good. I don't really know what you get for paying it off. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I know, you know what, what you get, but it's... I, I took some sick enjoyment out of knowing I'm never going to pay that house off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No interest. Come like, find me, Tom. Right. Yeah, so like, yeah, whatever, dude. He doesn't charge interest. Yeah. Uh, your final word, Huber. Uh, final word, stay safe out there, or in there, I should say, you know, social distancing, stay safe, quarantine lockdown. In the meantime, just, uh, enjoy video games. Video games have the power to distract us, to take us away. That's pretty much all I've been doing, just spending time with my wife, watching TV, playing games, trying to, trying to exercise, trying to walk. So, just stay safe, love and respect. Okay, and now your trademark sign-off. I don't have a trademark sign-off. Never. I don't have a trademark sign-off. It's something different every time. That's how my brain works, Bossman. Don't put me in a box. Canisters. I stopped after two. I'm like, you know what? I can't shake. I can't shake the thing. <laughs>